Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 612, air date May 10th, 2020. All right, good evening, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. We're starting it at 1017 Eastern Standard Time. I'm in uh, Massachusetts here. Uh, anyway, for people joining us, we'll wait a little bit. Um, uh, as many people know, uh, my name is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I'm an MIT PhD. I'm an inventor, a scientist, and also I'm running for United States Senate in Massachusetts as a Republican. My Democrat opponent will likely be Joe Kennedy. And we're going to talk today about long live Dr. Sherry Bermuda in the check. Yeah, why don't people say where they're from? So what we're going to do is we're going to, I'm going to um, give a, uh, a class today or lecture, whatever you want to call it. And then we're going to have a conversation. I'll open up the phone lines and then we'll talk. So people can wait until around 11. Um, then we'll take calls in on what I've shared, uh, talked about. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about. And, and, uh, any subject is open. People can call in and we'll have a conversation. You will not find politicians, quote unquote, politicians doing this. Um, everything is scripted for them here. Nothing is scripted. There's no speeches. There's no political analysts. There's no consultants. It's me and you. So welcome. North Carolina, New Jersey, where people logging in. Let me see who's on Instagram. Who do we have on Instagram? Slovakia. Uh, anyone else? Long Island. D Mags. Who else? Let's just take a couple of minutes to see where people are coming from. Mexico, Vancouver. Let's see who we have here. Miami. Boston. Oh, great. Local. It's always good to have local. Bugsy81. Hawaii. Kentucky. What else do we have here? Let's see over here. Hollywood, Florida. To Totowa. I remember Totowa really well. New Jersey, California, Brazil. I'm looking at both here. London, England, Philippines, California, Dallas, Texas, Alaska, Australia, Massachusetts, Brooke GSS, Denver, Cleveland, Ohio, India, Chennai. It's great. Vermont, Alberta. What else do we have? Gonna put this here. Maybe I can see both you guys here. Let me see over here. That way I can maybe see all the comments. That's a little bit difficult. Do it over here. Sort of better, yeah. St. Lucia, Detroit, South Carolina, Dallas. All right, New York City. Anyway, welcome everyone. Thank you for joining. I want to have a, um, a a discussion today to give people a framework on how to actually understand what is going on. We live in a world right now where um, big lies get created. And the big lies get created by the not so obvious establishment, especially when things come bottoms up. And they expect people not to be able to see through them. And people wonder why I'm so vigorous in exposing the not so obvious establishment. And what you're gonna learn shortly is the not so obvious establishment is the establishment. And when we understand the principles and how this framework operates, you don't really need to listen to me. You can figure it out on your, on your own. So as everyone knows, you know, I'm running for United States Senate and part of running for United States Senate uh, that I've done is to actually teach people how systems work. 
Because if you understand how systems operate, then you don't need a politician. You don't need me. You can understand the principles of all systems. Let me give you an example. Once you understand Newton's equation, force equals mass times acceleration, or the law of gravity, G equals M1 times M2 over R squared. These are principles, they're laws. Once you understand these principles, you can build bridges. You can figure out how to send a, uh, a, you know, a, um, a rocket to the stars, et cetera. But without understanding those principles, you're just sort of shooting in the dark all day. Bernoulli's principle was a principle, if you can look it up on how lift takes place. And that was the fundamental basis of air aircraft. Otherwise, people are just trying all sorts of things for years and years or decades or thousands of years, and they never get to a solution. But once you understand principles, you can figure things out very quickly and you can alleviate human suffering. I hope I'm being clear. So one way of getting somewhere is you simply just, you know, are in uncertain worlds, you're in darkness, you're just sort of groping around like a blind person. But once you understand principles, which is what are called laws in science or large theoretical frameworks, or a systems framework, you can for yourself understand what's actually going on. So what I'm gonna teach you today is one of those frameworks about regulation versus innovation, about how it's the parasites versus the producers, and then about lawyers versus you and I. There is a fundamental divide. And anyone who tells you, oh, we want unity is out of their mind because they fundamentally are trying to unify stuff that cannot be unified. And that call for unity, it's a red flag, especially when truth is coming out. It's a red flag that someone wants to hide something. There should be unity, unity around truth, freedom, and health, not unity around BS, not unity around people want to lie and make up lies. The unity must come from actual truth, freedom, and health. So the issue is, what are the principles that guide truth, freedom, and health? What is one of the driving forces and how does a not so obvious establishment work? And that's what we're going to talk about. Before I go there, I want to just take a few moments because I have to do this because I need your support because I'm running for United States Senate. Many of you know that I've said over and over and over again, the United States Senate election in Massachusetts is really against, is about you and I versus the deep state. That's what this is. It's about you and I versus the Kennedy clan. And I'm not talking about John F. Kennedy. I'm talking about the modern, very, very disgusting Kennedys who make a life of manipulating people, who make a life off of essentially turning, you know, truth into lies and, and basically attempting to make lies into truth. That's what they're about. That's what Massachusetts is about. Massachusetts is a center of Harvard and MIT. The two epicenters are pretty much the global elite. This is where their training ground is. Our winning here, our winning means Shiva for Senate. You and I winning here. This is a campaign is will literally, literally be a nuclear bomb went off against the establishment. And I'm telling you right now, you're gonna see a huge war take place. You're gonna see the most vicious lies and you will have to reach into your gut and you will have to decide what the truth is and what the lies is. And I can only give you a framework. We are here to win for, for all of us. I do not need to be doing this. I'm doing it because of a long journey that started you know, 50 years ago in India that has brought me here, that started in, in, in working class towns of New Jersey. And it's been my journey where I actually earned and created things and was inspired by everyday working people. This is not a journey of the top down model. So 
this is going to be an exercise in truth and how much you and we the people can discern truth and destroy lies. That's what this is gonna come down to. And if the more people can have a framework for understanding that, we're gonna be able to see the BS from the truth. So first of all, let me just take a few moments here and just share with you as I always do the website so people understand what we're doing. So if people have a chance to go here, I'm bringing it up right here. Let me just go right to it. Um, if people go to the website, you will see, and people on Instagram can do the same thing. You know, we pop up right away at this thing called I Stand for Truth, Freedom, and Health. I pledge now to vote for Shiva. Let me tell you what this is. We have to, we have to win the primary is September 1st. And in order to do that, we need votes. So what we want to do is we want to get people in Massachusetts to pledge now to vote for us. So it's very simple. You just go to that site. And you can click on this. If you come to the main page, it'll pop up. And if you miss this page the first time around, you can literally, so by the way, when this page comes, you fill out your party affiliation, your first name, last name, your email. And this is only for residents of Massachusetts. If I'm running as a Republican, but just to let you know, I don't care for either party. I have to choose either a Chevy or a Ford. Um, if you are a Democrat, and you want to vote in the primary, simply you can go re-register as an independent and support us. And a lot of people are doing that. You could also go to the main page if you forget where this is. And on the right side in the menus, it's a thing called I Vote for Shiva. And if you go there, it'll bring you here. So, so let me just take a quick break here. So everyone listening out there, have your friends. If you're outside of Massachusetts, if you're in Florida, if you're in Slovakia, all the people from all different parts. And you, you must, if you don't know a friend, you must know a friend who has a friend who knows someone in Massachusetts. So what you want to do is call them up and tell them, look, there's this amazing guy running. There's an amazing election taking place. And it's an election for truth, freedom, and health, which will have global impact, local impact, national impact. Please have your friends, if you're outside, go here and, and sign up to vote for Shiva, which means they're pledging. They're not voting. So when they pledge, then we'll make sure they get out to vote. That's number one. I hope that's clear. People in Massachusetts, go up there and sign up right now. And for, for everyone who signs up, if you also want to be a volunteer, you can also go to the site. And there's a different area of the site right up here called volunteer. You can sign up to be a volunteer. And for people in Massachusetts, if you click on lawn sign pickup locations, look at all the amazing volunteers we have, probably 40 of them who have places all over the state where you can go pick up a lawn sign, a bumper sticker, and those of you who want to be volunteers can also get a t-shirt. But we're literally creating a ground force army to win. And this is bottoms up. There's no top down here. Our average donations around 40 to 50 bucks. There's no Kennedy clan getting their friends to help out. There's no Kennedy clan having, you know, people doing hit jobs on us. This is a bottoms up movement. The next part is is as I mentioned to you, is people should go support the campaign. And you can, when you support us, I support you. It's a two-way street. So here, one of the ways that people, if they give $25 or more, they get this really cool book called System and Revolution. And what System and Revolution is about is about teaching you, it's the goal is to teach you about systems. The goal is to give you this framework, the principles of all systems. Because once you understand that, you can essentially be armed as a systems revolutionary. That's what the purpose here is. We live in a time where you can't trust the news. You can't trust the so-called not so obvious establishment people, people talking a good game, and you need to have principles to figure out what is actually going on. So that's what systems and revolution is about. So if you go here, get the book, 
Um, it's about a hundred page book. You can read it. It's an ebook. You can get it online and you get access to this very powerful tool called your body, your system. What is your body, your system, your body, your system is a tool that's based on the principles on system and revolution. You can apply those principles to understand how your body is a system. What are the forces we call one of the forces transport of information, matter, and energy conversion of information, matter, and energy, and storage of information, matter, and energy, transport, conversion, storage. And what you, what you have the cool ability to do with this tool is you actually can use it as a laboratory to understand how your body is a system. So by the way, it's 25 or more, and anyone who can't afford this, you give five or 10, okay, whatever you can, and we'll make it happen. But go up there and support the campaign. But your body, your system, I just wanna take a, uh, one minute to go over this. Your body, your system is a very powerful tool where you can you can use this tool to answer a set of questions to figure out your particular body type or system type. You can then use a set of tools to figure out how you are deviated from you, which is your center point. This could be you didn't get enough sleep, you didn't eat properly, you had jet lag, whatever that is, different inputs that move your body away from your center. Everyone has a different center. And then this tool lets you figure out the power of inputs of food, supplements, herbs to bring you back to you. And this methodology is really based on a discovery I made after finishing my PhD at MIT, going back to India and trying to interconnect East and West, where I discovered that the Eastern systems of medicines are actually engineering systems and I bridge those worlds. So this is very uh, uh, powerful stuff that really brings you systems principles. So I wanted to make sure that everyone was aware of that uh, before I start. Let's see if there's any questions on your agenda. Do people have any questions about that? So anyway, I'm running for U.S. Senate. And again, this is not just a simple Senate campaign. This is truly about truth, freedom, and health versus power, profit, and control. So the title of today's talk is There Is a Real Divide. There is a divide. And we're not going to uh, get rid of division by preaching fake unity. This is what those in power do. And by doing this unity, by creating fake leaders, fake fighters, um, uh, and they do it in very clever ways. The goal is we never get to the heart of the problem, the root cause. You see, when you practice engineering, or if you're a plumber, or if you're a electrician, if you're a really good uh, carpenter, if you're a really good skilled trade person, anyone who's really skilled will always take a job and they'll go to the real essence of that job to do uh, something with great excellence. When I was a kid, um, about 12 or 13 years old, I learned how to paint from a Yugoslavian immigrant painter. He was an amazing painter. I mean, house painting. And he showed me how to cut trim, which is how you cut the trim in terms of when you paint. There's a couple of ways to do it really well with excellence. But there are techniques in life that if you follow them, you can achieve the difference between excellence, you know, sort of A plus versus D minus. So most things in life as you pursue them, there is a skill to doing anything that in, in a very profoundly good way versus something that is, is done in the wrong way. Um, the people who are working people practice, you know, with their hands or we build stuff, chiropractors, nurses, uh, <clears throat> engineers who are actually building things, cooks. You know, I love people actually make stuff. I love cooking, for example, chemists, um, you know, real scientists. We're not talking about academics who write papers. Anyone who lives in the nuts and bolts of life understands that there is actually skill needed to do anything. You can't BS your way through stuff. However, the alternate of that are people called bankers, lawyers, politicians. These people don't create anything, 
Okay, if you really think about what a lawyer does, what does a lawyer fundamentally do? What does a lawyer class do? In fact, if you go to this country, after we kicked out the British, after we won a revolution, what the lawyers did was they tried to come back to be new aristocrats. Remember, there were various levels of aristocracy, gentlemen, knight, king, etc. Well, after we won the revolution, we got rid of the British, they created a class called Esquire, E-S-Q-U-I-R-E. That's why look at a lawyer, they'll always sign their name, comma, E-S-Q, period. Well, Esquire is an attempt for the nobility to come back. It was denoted as one level above, above gentlemen and one level below knight. So fundamentally, the lawyer class thinks they are better than us. And think about how lawyers actually work. Lawyers, you go to them, they want money, money, money. They don't have to ever deliver anything. If you have an issue, they say, well, you got to give me a retainer. Well, what will happen? Well, we don't know. They never make any guarantees. <clears throat> so most of us, if we have a job, um, and if we don't do our job, we get fired. Most of us were running our own business. If I don't serve the customer, that, that business is going to go out. Uh, I've been an, uh, I've, I've been working since I was 14 years old. I've been running uh, either my own company or being being you know an independent contractor since I've, since I've been probably 18, 19 years old. So my point is that those of us who actually have to work, if we don't deliver something, we don't get paid. Lawyers aren't like that. They get paid regardless, most of them. And that's what we need to understand. They are fundamentally a parasitic class. You and I are producers. And this is where it comes up because a lawyer class works in the, in, in, the, in the cloud in the sense they work in abstract concepts. They can take the most truthful thing and make it appear as a lie. They can make lies and make it appear as truth. That's what they do. And this concept you need to understand, they don't have to work in the reality of a plumbing system uh, is, is, is not working and actually fixing it. They can actually try to convince you a leak is, is working well. They can actually try to convince you when an airplane falls out of the sky, the airplane didn't fall out of the sky. That is what how their brains, their malevolent brains are wired. That is what that class is about. They are about converting lies to truth and truth to lies. And that is why I sued Mr. Kennedy, because he is a liar. And he is protecting his nephew here, who he knows I'm going to win. And that's what people need to understand. And what they've also trained people to do is to not to fight. And they've also made fighting so expensive that everyday people cannot fight. But that's not how things work. And that's not how things should work because the way things should work is it should come bottoms up. The lawyers work top down, top down, top down. Even when they claim that they're doing something quote unquote good for us. So one of the things I wanna talk about is regulation versus innovation. And, and, and so we've talked about the lawyer class they don't work. They never have to work in the world of reality. It's always writing a contract where every time they write a contract, they're putting a loophole into it. OK, to make sure that they can get out of it. They can literally take criminals and get them off. That is what that entire industry is about. But fundamentally, this is about parasites, people who live off other people's work, <clears throat> people who fundamentally never have to create anything. What they do create is a lot of chaos. What they do create is they're the ones who create division between people because with division is how they make money. Divorce, go, I think there was a very interesting uh, survey done. In a divorce, 75% of the people on uh, the, let's say the husband or the wife who are getting divorced, 
They believe that their lawyers colluded against them. Okay. So that's the level of trust that we have of lawyers. And yet we keep electing them, electing them, electing them. In the case in Massachusetts, I am literally running against three lawyers. I'm running against three lawyers, two on the Democrat side and one foolish fool who, who is basically was put in by the Republican Party. Markey, you know, Joe Kennedy, lawyer, lawyer, and another lawyer. Three lawyers versus someone like me. And the guy that's doing a hit job on me, he's trying to spread lies, is another lawyer. Okay? And that's how this works. So in this talk, I said there is a real divide talking about regulation versus innovation. This comes to the heart of the talk. So now you understand the lawyers work in the abstract world. We have parasites and we have people actually make stuff. Let's get down to the fundamentals. If you look at any issue that is taking place politically, you will find out there's two ways to solve that issue. Two fundamental ways. Bottoms up innovation, which means you actually go look at the heart of the problem, which means we the people at the local level bottoms up and we find a, a solution through innovation, which means we use our brains, we use our ingenuity and we solve it. That's how things are supposed to be done. That's called being a human being. You see, innovation is in everyone's DNA. And I know this because I have experienced innovation creating email while I was a 14 year old kid, not at MIT, not at Silicon Valley, but in a small medical college in Newark, New Jersey, in the triangle of a loving family, public school teachers who cared about me and a mentor. That's where innovation comes from, where I solved a problem, bottoms up to help secretaries move from the typewriter to the keyboard. It wasn't a military industrial complex solution. Philo Farnsworth, a young farm boy, is the one who created TV when he saw how the cows did the plowing pattern and he said, wait a minute, I could probably do that to create an image, a raster screen image. So innovation has historically always come bottoms up. That's where innovation always has come from. It has rarely come top down. When it does, it's not the greatest innovation for all of us. So regulation is the world of lawyers. Regulation is a world of big money. Regulation is a world of the, of the military industrial academic complex. And they have two arms. They have the establishment and the not so obvious establishment. Okay, so let me give you a personal example. Some of you may know when Enron occurred, you can look up E-N-R-O-N, when the Enron scandal took place. And I believe there is the auditing company called Anderson Consulting, they're auditors. So Enron, uh, around the dot-com time, around 2000, uh, was doing all sorts of manipulation in the accounting industry, where they had one business which was sending money to another business. It was like a massive Ponzi scheme. And they were supported by their auditing firm, okay? Their auditing firm was actually involved in enabling this, this, um, this uh, Ponzi scheme. So the lawyers and lobbyists and auditors and bankers were all involved in doing one of the biggest scams in human history, which where they took lots of people's money, they abused people's money, pension. I mean, it was quite extraordinary, you can go look it up. Well, when that event took place, which was done by the big guys, suddenly people like the Elizabeth Warrens, you know, the Teddy Kennedys and all the people, you know, the said, oh my God, this is horrible what, what the big guys have done. We must regulate them. Okay, sounds good. Oh my God, big evil people, let's go regulate them. So what had actually happened was, they, and by the way, you're going to see very quickly that the big guys love regulation. They love regulation because it leads to monopolies. 
when we are supposed to actually be bottoms up entrepreneurs coming up bottoms up. That was the intention of a true entrepreneurial, true libertarian set capitalist model versus the top down model of, of a regulatory model, which always sounds good and basically takes advantage of people's stupidity because they say, oh my God, yes, we got to regulate the big guys. Well, what really happened after the Enron scandal was, so they imposed some regulations against auditing firms. But you know what? You know who it actually affected? That that expense that it increased for the big guys was minuscule, 0.001% on what, you know, of the amount of billions of dollars they make. But a guy like me who had just started a company, Echo Mail, I was maybe paying around $7,000 in auditing fees, which means every year they come in and they audit all my records because I have to fill out a tax return. I have investors, et cetera. Well, in that case, my auditing fees literally in one year went from $7,000 to $35,000, literally five times increase for my same auditing firm, who was a small auditing firm in, in Massachusetts, because they said, Shiva, now I have to do this and this and this because I got to make sure your books are this and this and this. So basically, they imposed more regulations, made the small guy, like guys like me, criminals, and they had to check me more versus the big guys were the real criminals. I hope you're following this. So what they do is whenever the big guys do something horrible, they come and regulate. And the big guys like regulation. You know why? Because it makes it more expensive for someone like me to compete with them. And so it reduces competition. So that's a personal example I can tell you that took place. Let me give you another example, the banking industry. One of the most powerful differences between the United States and co countries like India uh, or uh, other countries is the United States has something called small banks, small banks, local community banks to be specific. The United States at one time around, I think 12,000 banks community bank. So in Belmont here, we have a thing called Belmont Savings Bank, which just became People's United. We have Watertown Savings Bank. We have Eastern Savings Bank, you know, and so on. And if you look in your own town, you have things called small banks. Well, the small bank is an amazing model. They're not billion dollar banks. They maybe have assets around 10 million, 20 million, something like that in terms of actual monies that they, you know, that they work on. Well, those banks are the lifeblood of America. So if I'm a local carpenter and I need a loan to expand my business, I go to my local bank and I have a relationship with my local banker. I don't need to go to Bank of America or Citigroup. So when the banking industry, if you remember all the collusion that took place many years ago between the bankers and the analysts, again, this was a big collusion. They were insider trading. The bankers were supposed to have a Chinese wall with the, with the analysts. You may go look at this. This was around the dot-com time. Well, when they found out they were actually colluding and manipulating the stock market, guess what happened? Regulations came and regulations like Dodd-Frank came, again, brought to you by the Democratic Party. And I don't care for either party saying, oh, yeah, we want to protect the people. We're here to protect you. I'm here to watch out for you. I'm here for your safety. OK, watch the word safety. It'll keep coming up. The word safety is a very interesting word. It's another trigger word to manipulate you. So what they did was they created Dodd-Frank, supposedly to go after the big guys, to impose more regulations. Well, you know what it did? Nearly 3,000, 4,000 banks, small banks got wiped out because of the amount of regulatory cost on the small guys. You see, when you increase something by a, a, a certain dollar amount, let's say, okay, regulations increase to something by X amount for a big guy. Well, that's a small percentage, but for a small bank, oh my God, that's that's... That could be their difference between life or death. 
And so therefore, nearly 3,000 small banks got wiped out of in this country. And you know what Dodd-Frank did? We saw the consolidation of big banks. Just like I shared with you, we saw the consolidation of big auditing firms. We saw the consolidation of big banks. That is quote unquote regulation versus allowing people bottoms up, bottoms up to figure out what was appropriate. And because when you unleash innovation bottoms up, you would have found auditing firms doing more things on their bottoms up model or the small banks figuring out what was right for them in market forces where we as consumers make better decisions. So here's the bottom line. This model of top down regulation is based on assuming you're stupid, you don't know what you're doing, and they, you need top down the Elizabeth Warrens, the Kennedys to come help you. And, and, and by the way, they make it really good because they take pictures of brown people and black people and homeless people. And so make it as though they're the saviors for you. Top down versus bottoms up. By the time everyone got up today and you are, by the time you go to bed, you probably made a thousand decisions for you and your family without government intervention. However, what these people want is they want to regulate. They want to intervene in every one of your decision making. And guess what? Every decision making they intervene with, guess what they get? They get a little piece of the pie. That's called corruption. It's like the old model where we, we had the kings and we had the serfs who worked their land. The king wanted at least 30% of whatever they made. Well, now, if you actually look at all the taxes and everything, we're paying about 60% to the state because it's from all these little, little regulations in our lives. And we'll get to vaccines shortly because this is what Booby Kennedy is all up to because that's what they're about. And you're gonna see what's actually going on and why they hate someone like me who's exposing it, not from the left or the right, but from bottoms up. Let's take another example, the medical industry, okay? A young doctor comes out of college, has to go through, by the way, undergraduate college, and then they have to go to medical school. They come out with, let's say, half a million dollars in loans. Most of them went into medicine with a noble decision to really wanna help people, to really wanna solve problems, to serve you know, their community. Well, now they have this massive loan on them. The rest, that's right, someone just wrote they want a one world government, the ultimate form of regulation. So when they, when a doctor comes out of medical school, and I know a lot of great doctors, very good, noble people. Now the problem is they've gotten a big pharma medical education also. It's another topic I've discussed. So they come out and then what happens to them? Well, now they need to pay off their loans and they wanna go, let's say start a small practice. Because of the quote unquote Affordable Health Act, which is about the government caring about you supposedly, health care for all, which is what these guys talk about all the time. What they did was they put so much regulations on that small doctor that this young doctor coming out, they need to at least hire two or three administrators to fill out all this paperwork. Then on top of that, they can't even look at the patient face to face. Watch the doctor. He's got 15 minutes, 20 minutes. He's basically become a clerk looking at you, filling out some paperwork, filling out paperwork because of the regulatory framework so they can get paid. So you know what happens? Many doctors go out of business. It becomes too difficult for the small guy to even serve on the one-on-one -on -one level. Therefore, they then have to go join a big hospital, big hospital, big auditing firms, big companies because of the regulatory framework. And remember the not so obvious establishment be it the Elizabeth Warrens, beat the Kennedys, always sell it to you as though they're here to fight for you, okay? That they're fighting against a big guy. And this is what everyone, if you can get this framework, you realize the 
the evil and the insidiousness of the not so obvious establishment. They talk about helping you when it's really about regu regulatory framework. And, they, and if you follow the money, there are big forces paying them to create the theatrics. That's what they're doing. And we're gonna expose some of that tomorrow. But today I wanna give you the theory here, the theoretical framework, because once you understand the science of manipulation, then you can start connecting the dots. So in the medical industry, this is what's happened. Let's take education, all right? There was a time, I mean, I got my best education one-on-one -on -one with my father working problems out or one-on-one -on -one with a teacher individually. I didn't need to go to schools. Now, after 1970, we created the concept of the Department of Education, right? Top-down model of education. Teachers who actually know better what's needed for their student were forced to follow standardized curriculum. Standardized curriculum, they must teach this. This is how they should do things. They weren't given the rights to figure out what was right in the classroom for the students. Fortunately for me, you know, in the mid 70s, there was still the heyday of good education. My teachers, uh, one of my great math teachers, Mr. Summer in eighth grade, he had a program where he had the standard, but then if he saw that you could were ambitious, he would let you go on your own. And so for me, by the time I was in ninth grade, I finished calculus because I was very ambitious. So you let people move at their pace, but you didn't constrain people with the standard curriculum. Today, universities like Harvard are holding conferences about eliminating homeschooling, okay? About stopping homeschooling, and they wanna regulate stuff. They want accredited colleges. You see what I'm saying? So they eliminate the homeschooling, they eliminate the local colleges, they eliminate small teachers. Why do we need accreditation? Think about it. Why do we need to be accredited. Well, that means if you wanna be a university, you have to pay bukus of money. This is how you keep small people out. This is how you keep innovative educational models out. That's what's going on. So you don't allow innovative education. You don't allow the doctor to practice real medicine. You don't allow the auditing firms and the businesses to keep their costs low. And it's always, always brought by these really, really horrible people who claim they wanna help you, always. So let's talk about the vaccine movement. My position is not pro or anti-vax, and I've said this from day one. It is about the government should not be involved in my life in any way. Now, the pro-vax, anti-vax people and the Kennedys are the biggest scumbags in this model. And I hate to say that, particularly Bobby Kennedy. He is pro-vaccine. He has openly said he wants policies for ensuring full vaccination. Now, when I brought this up and he has supported two candidates, who are big into regulation, Hillary Clinton, who took money from Monsanto, who took money from Big Pharma, and who is pro-vaccine mandates, and his nephew I'm running against here, who's for mandatory vaccination. Think about that. So what is Kennedy all about? And look at all the people around him and follow the money, where they're getting their money from. It is from people who wanna regulate. They talk about vaccine safety. Go look at the charter of ICANN. Go look at it. It's about vaccine safety, regulation. Bobby Kennedy, like his uncle who created the vaccine courts to regulate injuries from vaccines, like his other uncle who created the Vaccine Act. You see where I'm going with this? There should be no government involvement in what goes into my body. They talk a good game, but they ultimately want government involved. And when you talk about 5G, if you go look at the people who are funding the entire backroom operations, and the little click around the Kennedys, you'll find it's a very large investment firm 
who has investments in companies like Vonage, 5G. They have investments in big pharmaceutical companies, and they invest in the media companies like Highwire, et cetera. They are about confusing you. They are about telling you, ultimately, we need vaccine safety. No, we don't need the government involved at all. And that is what the Democratic Party is about, including the Republican establishment. That is what they're about. And they're all lawyers. Robbie Kennedy, lawyer. His nephew, lawyer. Hillary Clinton, lawyer. Markey, lawyer. And I'm running against another lawyer. The lawyers want regulation because with regulation, they help to create monopolies. These are paid shills. That's what they are. Talk a good game. And they do not want bottoms up guys like me. They do not want someone who's creating a global movement for truth, freedom, and health coming bottoms up. So what do they do? They do the most insidious lies when we expose what I'm talking about right here. So what the issue needs to be done here is all of you need to understand this insidiousness. It is about the establishment. If they can't screw you directly, they have the not so obvious establishment like the Kennedys. And their job is to always maneuver you to regulation. If you look at what he's talking about, he's talking about vaccine safety. Well, you know what Cytosol is my company? It's bottoms up. We don't need top down. It's saying, let's do the science bottoms up. And that's what they don't like because they are involved with pharma companies. They're involved with 5G companies. Go look at their money. Everything I've done comes bottoms up. Everything you do comes bottoms up. And they do not want a bottoms up movement, but this is going to require you to be the light. You're gonna to have to trust your gut on this because the lies that are coming out are insidious. And if you don't have that moral fiber to understand this, you're gonna be lost. You're gonna be misled. You're gonna be sheep. But what I'm giving you tonight is the golden truth about how they operate. It is about regulation versus innovation. They do not want you and I figuring out problems on our own. They don't want us building up a mass movement, bottoms up. So they will do the rhetoric but it's always top down. It's about government regulation. It's ultimately, so you had in the vaccine case, John Kennedy created the 1962 Vaccination Act, which caused all sorts of problems. And by 1986, people are getting injured. And all these people in the so-called anti-vax movement, go look at their history. They were part of creating the vaccine courts. They were part of creating regulation. They served big pharma. And now you have Booby Kennedy, which I'd like to call him that because he thinks he's royalty. The Kennedys believe they're royalty. I'm not gonna give him that. Sorry, I have to make fun of them because they think they're royalty. So Booby Kennedy was exposed by me, an untouchable kid from India, working class kid, bottoms up. And what did I show? His hypocrisy. Hillary Clinton endorsed her three times. Then he said, oh, well now he's saying, now he's backtracking, backpedaling. Well, then you endorse your nephew who's pro-vaccine mandates. He wants to go do COVID testing everywhere in Massachusetts. So the framework I want to offer you here is it's regulation versus top-down regulation. It's not even bottoms up, top-down. And it's and the and the and the response to that is bottoms-up innovation. And that's why they want to completely attempt to destroy the truth that where email was invented. It wasn't invented at MIT, it was invented bottoms up in Newark, New Jersey. Everything they do is to destroy bottoms up innovation, bottoms up movement, because movements are innovative movements. They're revolutionary movements that come bottoms up. They want to always figure out a way to hijack movements. Our movement for truth, freedom, and health is explosively taking off. Booby Kennedy got so afraid, 
He had to do a hit job because he thinks and the Kennedys are paid off shills off massive trillionaires names we don't even know who are here to hijack movements because they don't want bottoms up. And their end solution is always regulation, 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 which leads to monopolies. And that's how they get paid. I hope you understand that. There you go. We're going to take some phone calls. We're going to take some phone calls. You can call me. By the way, you won't find too many politicians giving away their cell number. My cell number is 617-631-6874. Let's take some calls. Anyone want to call? But I hope you understand this concept. That's what you need to understand. If you do not understand this, you will always lose. You will always be misled. And we will never get truth, freedom, and health. You need to understand it's a not-so-obvious establishment who are the enemies of the people. So we have Michael Veritas. Hold on. Hi, Michael. You're live. Michael, go ahead. Michael? You're not on speaker, Michael. Hold on. Go ahead. Can you speak a little louder? Yes, I can. How's everybody doing? Hold on. Someone's trying to call me here. <laughs> Someone's trying to call me on FaceTime audio. If you're trying to do that, please don't do that. Go ahead, Michael. We can't hear you, Michael. You need to speak a little bit louder. Okay, can you hear me better? Yeah, you got to speak. Go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of uh, go off a little bit of what you've said already. Uh, let me plug in my head. My headphones really fast. If you can just give me five seconds. No, you sound pretty good. Go ahead. Sounds good. So I I instead of giving a long treatise, Michael, maybe you can just ask a question also. Because we have, I have tons of people calling in. Yeah, what I wanted to, what I wanted to was say was, um, I totally am, you know, completely with you on everything you say. I, uh, especially with Dr. Mikeovitz and and Bobby Kennedy and all of them. Um, I just kind of think that Bobby Kennedy is sort of on his own island because he really is part of a a, a, a much larger corrupt. Uh, 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 issue going on here where he's trying to, uh, you know, use a lot of deception to kind of, you know, go against uh, the truth to kind of help people. But, you know, Dr. Mikovic, I, I, I'm not, I, I kind of wanted to get more of your view on that because she, I, I listened to one of her videos this afternoon and I was blown away by the things she was saying that are vaccines and uh, as far as the uh, uh, leukemia, that's causing leukemia, ALS, and all these other issues. And, just kind of wanted to get, you know, your thought on that. Who wrote the forward to her book, Michael? I don't know. I haven't read it. It's, it's, John, it's, it's Robert Kennedy. What the, what the not-so-obvious establishment does, look, our movement for truth, freedom, and health is coming bottoms up. We were exposing Kennedy. So they go find other people to seize movements, okay? And the movie and all this thing is quite well-funded. Bobby Kennedy is the one who did the forward to the book. So you should go do some research on that, Okay. You have to understand. Yeah, yeah. So you should go do some research on that. This is what I'm trying to tell you is that they actually try to manufacture heroes. That's what they do. And they do not like people, everyday people like myself coming out of nowhere with my credentials exposing them. And so they're out there saying that I'm not being censored. And meanwhile, her books are going off sale and he's talking about how good the, her books are doing. You need to go do the research. People need to open their eyes. If you look at the civil rights movement, he learned well from his father, Bobby Kennedy, senior. When the civil rights movement was taking place in this country, and everyone should go do their research, 
is that there was a bottoms up movement. It had its own heroes. You may see a book back there called Malcolm X, okay? Malcolm went through his own journey. And you know what they created in opposition to that? They created Martin Luther King. Sounded good, great speech. The whole March on Washington, if you go read Malcolm's work, he said it was a circus brought to you by the Kennedys and the Southern National Christian Conference. And everyone gets duped. And, it, and what they did out of that was they never solved the fundamental issues of black people in this country, which was infrastructure, infrastructure, infrastructure. What they resolved, the liberal elites like the Kennedys and the black bourgeois is they created something called don't use the N-word and affirmative action, which basically pitted blacks against whites. They never went to the core issue. So you must be careful of who these people are being sponsored by. So I got to take another call, but go do the research, Michael. But thank you for calling. Absolutely. Thank you, Dr. Okay. Be well. Bye. Hello, Dr. Shiva speaking. Who's this? Hello, my name is Paolo. I'm from Pennsylvania. Hey, Paolo, how are you? I'm great, and I'm, I'm so happy I can hear you uh, again. I, I want to share my experience uh, from shopping outside. Wherever I go, like, for example, Walmart, and I see people not wearing the mask, I'm heavily tempted to confront them, to ask them what's going on. So um, uh, the latest time I asked these guys uh, wearing no mask, uh, simple question. Hey, guys, I see that you are doing your own brainwashing. And in response, I heard, yes, you know, we are listening to real people, people that are actually scientists. And the first thing they mention, they mention your name. So you are out there. You are being heard. People are listening to you. And this is on the multiple occasions when people that I have confronted feeling free, feeling very happy, thanks to you. And then you have you have enormous following, and I'm so glad to be part of it. Thank you, Paolo. I think one of the most important things, Paolo, that needs to occur is that feeling and that knowledge that people are getting. You know where it came from, Paolo? It came from the knowledge that I learned bottoms up from my grandmother, from my own learnings, and through a very simple camera and two light light bulbs over here. Okay, so literally. And meanwhile. Yes, I'm telling you, it is the power of knowledge and the power of the message, truth, freedom, and health. And that is why everyone listening needs to understand when this disgusting individual, Kennedy, and I'm not talking about John F. Kennedy, I'm talking about this fellow, wants to try to say that I'm a vaccine maker, that I took money from the Clintons. I mean, everyone should go through his nonsense. And that's why I filed a $95 million lawsuit, because this is how they work. They do not want frankly, a minority coming bottoms up. They want to take advantage of minorities top down. They want to choose the leaders. And that's how they work. So if everyone gets this, they're top down people. And by the way, Paolo, people should also understand, people should go see where their monies are coming from. And I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. There's a very, very wealthy hedge fund, which is funding them. And it's also funding big pharma. And it's also funding. So that's what they do. They, they do disinformation. But the good news is what you just said, people are smart. They think people are stupid, Paolo. They think people bottoms up will not see through this. But we need to also fight and we need to educate. And that's how we're going to win. We're not going to win by not understanding the political physics here. Do you follow what I'm saying? 
Yes, absolutely. And I'm very glad for your work, for what you're doing, because there is so many more people seeing it. Thanks to your work, you're opening up to people because Thank the way you. you're explaining those things. Thank you, Paolo. I'll be doing a talk tomorrow on summarizing. You know, I've been saying the vitamin D stuff for a long time. Now, finally, Fox News says it, right? I've been talking about all this stuff, but that's what we need to get out. And we need to give credit to where that source of information came from. It came from bottoms up. That's why they don't want to give credit because they know that all of us here collectively have more intelligence than them. And they always want to even seize the good things and then take knowledge and give, and, and seize it and make it a top-down thing. Anyway, thanks, Paolo. Be well. Good to hear from you. Hello, Dr. Shiva speaking. Oops. Hello, Dr. Shiva speaking. Oh. Hello, Dr. Shiva speaking. I'm sorry. How are you? I'm calling from California. How are you doing? Oh, good. Tell us what you have. Uh, good, uh, sir. Uh, I just learned about this HR six 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 six. Yeah, whoever's calling me on FaceTime, please don't do that. <laughs> Let me get back. Hold on. Sorry about that. Someone tries to keep calling me on FaceTime. Hi, it's a little uh, bit annoying. Yeah, go ahead. Hi. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the HR six 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 six? Hold on one second. Um, why don't you give, as I'm getting this person off, why don't you give people the background on it as I get this person off? Okay. Hello? Yep, go ahead. Yes, uh, the HR66 regarding that, the contact search or whatever, uh, the bill they're trying to pass, uh, have you heard about it? Yeah, 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 definitely. Why don't you give your background on it while I get this person off? One second. Okay, like regarding, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a, a small business owner in here in California. No, no. Why don't you give the background on the bill as I'm getting these people off? Okay, background. I just, uh, you know, uh, to be honest with you, this was uh, on a Rashid Buttars. I know you don't like him on his show today that he was talking about it. So I, it, it talks about, uh, you know, where counties, uh, they will be permitted to have some officials come out to your home and try to test you on uh, COVID-19 and then they can, it's a contact searching bill. Are you aware of this or no? Yeah, I've talked about it, but um, I, wh what do you want, my opinion on it? Yeah, what do you, what's your opinion on it? Well, listen, this, this is, look, we've talked about this since day one. If you remember nearly, uh, this is not new. So when other people wanna get on the gangplank and talk about it, they're sort of, uh, it's a little bit too late because this is something that I talked about from day one. If you go look at almost three months ago, I said this entire, uh, this entire process was created to do mandated vaccines, mandated medicine from top down. If you go look at that one tweet I did, this entire pandemic. So this was all predicted. I predicted this from day one. So in Massachusetts, you have Joe Kennedy who's running and he wants to make sure this happens all over Massachusetts. This is the same guy that Robert Kennedy just endorsed. Are you aware of that? Right, and who, who, who your boy, Batar, also endorsed. So what I'm saying is, it's, it's very easy to talk this stuff. You have to look at people's actions. So one of the most important things we need to understand is that people talk all this stuff. Like I had the Oregon guy, I don't know if you saw yesterday. I had the guy, yeah, so, yeah, so all these people talk. They talk, oh yeah, we're against organ harvesting in China, right? Or we're against this, but what? Do, who do they actually support? This is a hypocrisy. 
Yeah, yeah. So let me let, let me talk about it. So basically, the entire goal here is there's going to be multiple technologies that are in creation, and those technologies are fundamentally about, and there's going to be variations of them, and there's and these technologies that he's talking about are ways. Let me just uh, are these technologies are fundamentally ways, um, which I talked about actually several months ago about integrating the vaccination process with the testing process. It's called diagnostics. And in fact, if you look at the big capital hedge fund company that is funding uh, uh, organizations like, you know, Big Trace Highwire, they also have a lot of investments in diagnostic companies. Okay, you should go look at this. We're going to talk about it. And the diagnost diagnostics and big pharma go hand in hand. So there's companies like Siemens, okay, Abbott Labs. They typically have the pharma division and they also have the diagnostics division, okay? So one is actually doing the diagnostics to understand the biomarkers, you know, what you have, and the other is then gonna sell you the solution. You follow what I'm saying? So the, the business model is you create a problem, then you have detection ways to detect the problem, and then you offer the solution. Very similar to sort of breast cancer testing, right? Um, you create the diagnostics, and then you have the solution. And sometimes the diagnostics themselves are intended to always drive this, the fake solution. So the COVID-19 you know, testing, there's gonna be variations on it. Some of it is gonna be the contact tracing, some of it will be actual you know, direct testing from your you know, blood, et cetera. Uh, some of it may be other forms using cameras, for example, okay? Where they'll watch certain behavior patterns. But there's gonna be a whole range of ways that this is gonna be done essentially to create this. This is really part of creating the surveillance state. It's not just COVID-19 testing. They're using the vaccine, they're using the virus to essentially impose more regulations into, into and I think it's a good qu question you're asking because it fits in what we're talking about. The, the, then they'll create a regulatory framework. They say, well, if you don't do this and you can't have a job, if you don't do this, you can't get your driver's license. They're gonna start linking this testing directly integrated with other regulatory frameworks that they have. Yep, but it's a great question, thank you. But I think we need, the biggest thing we need to understand is there are people who talk, talk, talk about it and then look who they support. They go support the same people that wanna impose a regulatory framework. Does that make sense? of all this i just wanted to see like uh, i think you should repeat this information more and more so because you have a big outreach right now i've been following you from past uh, three four months and uh, doing a great job uh, you know I'll, I'll reach out to you again sometime and then I'll yeah please email me you can email me at vashiva at com. but thank you for bringing this up um, i talked about it earlier on but i'll bring it back up in fact a lot of the things i talked about earlier on were very new, which led the wave. And now you have people picking it up, which is fine, but I'll go back and talk about it. Thank you. I'm gonna take my next call. Thanks so much. Yep, bye. Hello, Dr. Shiva speaking. How are you? Oh, I'm good, Dr. Shiva. Yes, tell me. Uh, I, have, I, have, I have a question for you. Yes, hold on one second. Someone okay. keeps okay. annoying me by doing this face. Hold on. They're not listening. Okay, go ahead. Um, I have a question. Uh, do you know anything about fragile X chromosome disorder? I do. You know, um, many, many years ago, 
Um, you know, one of the companies I run, Cytosolve, you know, we do mathematical modeling, right? Of different diseases. I remember someone approached us, this is a long time ago, because there, I think there's a organization for fragile, it's part of the whole uh, rare disease, if I'm right, right? It's called the rare and orphan diseases. So they had approached us, I remember looking at it, but it's been a long time. That was almost like six or seven years ago, but go ahead. Okay, I was wondering because um, I'm a carrier of Fragile X and uh, my three kids have Fragile X as well. My two daughters are carriers and my son is a uh, full mutation. So it, um, he, they said that it's a form of autism. And I just, and, until I started watching your channel, never really questioned um, if vaccines may have contributed to it in any way. Yeah, so it's an interesting question. Look, my position on this is the following. Uh, we need to be, what we need to understand is a body is a very complex system, okay? Um, there are many things that can, if you remember, I talked about this tool that I created called Your Body, Your System, where you can find out your homeostasis and how your body gets disturbed from that. Well, if you think about your body as a system, there's two ways. If you First of all, there's a number of ways that your body can get disturbed from its natural system state. One, which is, is genetics, right? Two is what you put into your body, food. And what I mean into not only food, um, but the environment you're in, stressful environments, people, etc. Social isolation we know lowers, causes all sorts of stress. And the other thing is the actual atmosphere, the, the water, the food, and the air. You follow what I'm saying? So all these things, it's a very complex equation. It's not, you know, what I try to do at Cytosolve is we actually try to model these molecular pathways and we're actually trying to figure out because all the complexity of all this thing can work. It's a pretty cool methodology, but that's what Cytosolve does because I wanted to figure out, you know, if you're exposed to let's say toxins, right? In the environment, you could be exposed in your kitchen to so many different things. People say, well, that's just one little thing. But the aggregation of many, many things can turn on certain genes and turn off other genes. All of us have some weaknesses and strengths in our genetics. You see what I'm saying? All of us do. Yeah. And so um, the problem is Western medicine always tries to take something and reduce it to some one little problem and then tell you, here's this one drug. You follow what I'm saying? They don't look at the body as a system. And then they scare people with fear and they say, well, you got to take this drug, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. My son, um, see, we didn't find out that I was adopted when I was younger, so I had no medical history. I did not find out that I was a carrier of Fragile X until my first child, my son, who's now 16, um, until we found out that he had Fragile X, and he was three years old then. And the amount of medication that these doctors put him on he has one pill for this, another one for this. He's taking a pill to counteract against one medicine. And it's just crazy. Well, if you think of, if you think about the model, right? The what's happened is remember I talked about regulation. The doctors are so regulated by the same people. And those regulations came out because the people said they wanted to help you. Right? So they've created a regulatory framework that the doctors are so afraid to get sued that they, purposefully are incentivized to give lots and lots of drugs because that's the regulatory model. So the doctors in many ways are essentially drug dealers. 
um, they've been forced to become that because otherwise they're going to get sued if they don't do the right thing. So you have an environment that's been created that is not based on healthcare of the individual. It's actually based on how much um, they're following a protocol and that protocol is being dictated top down. I'm going to share something if you're looking at the screen, something that um, th that I think people like because it relates to your question that came out of our research with Cytosolve. Let me just share this with you. Uh, I'm going to put it on right now. Hold on one second. Um, so, um, Michelle, I may need your help here. Yeah, no, if you can hold the phone right here. Thanks. Um, I'm going to share with people in the audience, you know, I'm going to go, you know, I don't really have any script, as you know, I, follow, I don't follow any script here. Um, but you brought up an interesting question, and it really goes into this fundamental issue of disease and what is a disease and who's defining what diseases are and is there anything called disease, okay? Um, and so let me, let me just bring this up. If you can see my screen, uh, let me bring this up here. Okay, I think I got this here. Um, all right. One second, I just have to do a little trick here I'm doing, okay. All right, let me bring this up here. I'm gonna share my screen if people wanna watch on a, one second. Oh, here it is, okay. A little bit of problem here. Let's see, oh, there we go, file close. All right. I'm having a little bit of difficulty. I may not be able to do this today. Hold on. Um, I oh, here we go. I'm not able to do this. I'm just surprised you even knew about it. I mean, I'm I do. Yeah. I mean, we. I mean, we have so many people who come to us because of the technology stuff I've done. Um, let me just bring this up. Okay. Here we go. Okay. I mean, there's something weird going on with my machine. I just updated my operating system before I started this call. Well, let me just talk through it. Okay. So it turns out um, several years ago, I was asked to do an interesting project on what's called neurovascular disease. You know, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, what are the other, uh, uh, ALS, these are all neurovascular diseases. And I was asked to do this very interesting project because I gave a talk um, at a, a retreat where I was invited uh, with a bunch of neuroscientists. And the talk I was giving was, um, you know, that we had created a very powerful technology which could really understand the body in a holistic way, which was this technology called Cytosol. And what I talked about at that event was that the, the scientists fundamentally were not looking at the body as a whole and that we had created a technology that could do that, okay? So one of the scientists in that meeting said, Shiva, you know, I really wanna work with you because there's a very, very interesting area of science called neurovascular disease. So what is neurovascular disease? Neurovascular disease is all those diseases that I just talked about. And, and the thing is they give all these diseases very, very different names, okay? Um, and the problem is when they give them these different names, I'm gonna bring this up right now. Um, if you can see the screen, if, if people are listening out there, 
So if you look at a neurovascular disease, if people can see this, this is a paper that we published. Um, if you're watching, is that when you have your, if, if you take your brain, your brain is fundamentally a, um, uh, you know, a, a bunch of neurons to keep it simply interconnected, right? Your brain cells. But around that brain cells are something called the blood brain barrier. So if you think about, this is a simple way, you have your brain and surrounding is like a helmet. I'm just gonna keep it simple, okay? Even though it's not perfect. And that helmet is called your blood brain barrier, which protects your brain, okay? That blood brain barrier is con composed of millions of vessels. Um, and, and I'm showing a picture of it here. And what you're seeing is a cross-sectional view of the vessels where blood flows through these red blood cells. And there's these little valves called parasites, P-E-R-I-C-Y-T's, parasites control the flow of blood between the arteries. So they carry fresh blood into your brain and they take out toxins. You following me? Now, what they realized was that when those valves start getting damaged over time, that you can get all these neurovascular diseases. So what we did with Cytosol was we literally looked at every major paper written in the world on neurovascular diseases. And I created a architecture, which I'm showing here, which basically said that we should stop looking at all these diseases as individual diseases. So on the bottom layer, I created what was called a systems architecture of all neurovascular diseases. And we worked with USC on it with an amazing postdoc, uh, one of the leading guys in the world, Baroslav Zulkovich is the one who was my co-PI on this. But the contribution I made is I said, look, let's stop looking at these neurovascular diseases as individual diseases. Let's start looking at them from a systems approach. And so what you see in this diagram is on the bottom layer, you have the anatomy of the blood brain barrier. You have all the different molecular pathways we identified. You have the middle layer, which is all these mechanisms, but most importantly is this top layer. If you look, there's all these diseases, but if you look at Alzheimer's and ALS and you follow it through, they're actually all dysfunctions in a particular molecular pathway. The reason I'm sharing this is what happens is Western medicine loves to take a complex thing and say, oh, you have this disease, right? And therefore for this, you're sort of screwed. You have to take all these drugs. They don't look at it from a systems approach because if you looked at it from a systems approach, you would realize there's many, many different ways to do this. One of them being the combinations of foods, the combinations of even if you wanna take the drug route, it's not taking any one drug, right? It could be mixing that even with other supplements, but they never wanna look at that because it doesn't generate revenue for them. But the fundamental issue is always to make people fearful and helpless that they can't do anything. And then once people have that, then you can inject people with a regula regulatory approach. So the reason I wanted to share this with you because what we discovered here was most of these neurovascular diseases are, they shouldn't even be called diseases. They're all dysfunctions in a particular subset. It's more like, imagine every time your car had a problem, everything was called a disease, you know? Mechanics don't do that. They go in and they look at the good mechanics as a whole and they'll say, I gotta hit this, this, and this, and they fix your car, right? So, um, and, and even from a car standpoint, we are taught to go find a good mechanic, right? We take responsibility, Michelle and I were talking about this, for our cars, right? We don't just say, oh, the government says you should get an oil change. The government says, now you should go and get your carburetor change. Imagine if that happened, right? We don't do that. We have some insurance that we take which is to make sure 
that, you know, in case we get into a horrible accident, we're covered. But by and large, we've decentralized taking care of your car to you. This is how medicine should be. It should be that you build an interaction between your healthcare practitioner, could be an acupuncturist, it could be an MD, whoever it is, and you figure out what's right for you. But what we've done with healthcare, because of these people like the Kennedys and the Clintons and the so-called people on, on both sides who claim they want to help us, they've created regulations, 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 taking power away from us making decisions and using our own brains. So anyway, nice, it was nice talking to you. I hope that makes sense. Okay, let me take this next call. Thank you from Wisconsin. Hello, how are you? This is Dr. Shiva here. Hi. How are you? I am. I am good. I am good. I can't even believe I'm talking with you. This is amazing. Awesome. Tell us what you do and, and where you're from. I noticed it says Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm trying to put you up so I can see you. Okay. Um, anyways, you must be talking about something else because I went on your site. Um, how can, um, well, I'm from Wisconsin, yes. Um, you know, you're live, you have people listening to you about, you know, there's about 3,000 people listening. So, what's your question? Um, the question is, I have is, um, this vaccine and mask wearing. Yeah. Is it going to be like a mandated vaccine where people have to take them or, um, and what do you think about like wearing masks, like going into a grocery store and stuff? Yeah. So, so tomorrow I'm going to do a whole thing on masks, you know, from an engineering approach in the afternoon from three to six, everyone listening should watch. I'm going to do a whole thing just on masks and what the mask, uh, can do and why in, in many ways it's actually harmful on so many levels, psychologically, emotionally, uh, and physically. So I'm gonna talk about that. So watch tomorrow from three to six. The other, the other aspect of this is, look, as I tweeted out when all of this started, which went viral was I said, as an MIT PhD in biological engineering, what I see occurring, and as someone who studied the immune system every day in and out, that this entire thing will go down in history as one of the biggest fear-mongering hoaxes to destroy economies, to push mandated vaccines, and to suppress dissent. And that's what we're seeing. Exactly what I predicted is taking place. And I saw that because when I look at the immune system, what I see is that you need to boost up the immune system. We need to support the immune system. Finally, some doctors are saying that. But this is all about boosting the immune system. Instead, what they wanna do is the government should be involved. And that's what this talk is about. And one is enforcing it directly. Okay, we're going to shut down the economy. We're going to throw you in jail. We're not going to allow you to do your business unless you allow mask regulation, right? Or you're going to have to take this vaccine. Now, on the other side, you have people like the Kennedys who are going to try to talk a good game, but they're going to say, oh, yeah, we're against vaccines. Or we're sort of for vaccines, but we want vaccine safety. Still the government involved, you see? So they're going to help pharma make money another way with diagnostic. So... Both of these guys are horrible people. The pro, quote unquote, pro-vax, quote unquote, anti-vax. The real issue is the government should not be involved. Look at what's happening. We've created a, we've created this social distancing, this nonsense has really basically made all of us enemies of our neighbors, right? The people who wear masks, and the people who don't wear masks. The, and, and the people who are going to basically your neighbors are going to fall in line and they're going to say, yes, you should be vaccinated. 
right? And you shouldn't get your driver's license if you don't. That's what we're creating. That's where this is headed towards. And it is being brought to you by the not so obvious establishment. And that's the real insidious thing. The same people who talk a good game against vaccines are the same people who endorse Hillary Clinton, who support a guy like Joe Kennedy here, who wants to go do testing door to door. That's what he wants. That's what that's what I'm saying. The real issue here is the entire 1962 Vaccination Act that John Kennedy passed should all go away. The government should not be at all involved in my immune health or your immune health in no way whatsoever. And what we should be teaching people is to boost your immune system. After I win this lawsuit, one of my goals is to use that money to build 10 integrative centers all over Massachusetts where we teach everyday people how to boost their immune system. If they truly cared about public health, this would be about, hey, vitamin D, how do you eat fruits and vegetables? How do you take vitamin C, right? That's what we should be talking about, boosting the immune system. So like, for me, like, I just take, you know, I'm on disability, so I don't, you know, can't go afford, you know, the expensive vitamins and stuff, but I take my vitamin D, my vitamin C, elderberry, turmeric, um, uh, those are all good things. I mean, one of the b- best powerful ways to get this, hold on one second. Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Hold on one second. I'll put you on. I know you're from Ipswich. Hold on one sec. Um, so I think, yeah, hold on one second. I'll put you on one second. Um, one of the important things to understand is that food, and there are three things that are the most important to boosting your immune system social connections, friends, friendship, and having connections with people laughing, all the, seriously, all those things. Second is the sun, vitamin D, vitamin D3. And the third is the dark, rich, uh, leafy green vegetables and fruits. All of those things, vitamin D, vitamin A, you get your vitamin C, and most of all, you're boosting your immune system. So anyway, thank you. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate you. You keep doing what you're doing. You're awesome. Okay. Thank you for calling. Best to everyone there in Wisconsin. Thank you. Thank okay. You okay. We have someone from Massachusetts. It's great to get hometown people also. We love people from everywhere. Go ahead. Hello. Who's this? Hi, Dr. Shiva. This is Deborah Crosby. I actually moved from Massachusetts five years ago. I retired as an RN of 42 years then, vaccine injured. And that's why I love your work. I turn to you because I finally learned as an RN how the immune system works in earnest. But I have emailed everybody um, for the fire Fauci and to get you on the ballot. My question is, um, and again, it's vaccine related, is the immune system is, is not meant to be um, assaulted with, with vaccines. And like everyone else who's calling you about this, I'm, I'm really concerned that they're going to force this on us because my feeling is the genetics work and research that I've been looking at is that 30% of the people that get vaccines are genetically impaired. I don't sweat. I don't eliminate, you know, all these toxins. And this is what's not being addressed. Can you address that, please? Yeah. So let me just repeat the question. It's a great question. You're an RN, a registered nurse. You used to live in Massachusetts and you went through my immune system talks. Look, I gave an immune system talk. I gave a lecture at the National Science Foundation. I was invited to give the prestige lecture about uh, back in November. In fact, I went to many of these quote unquote anti-vax people were actually pro-vax. And I said, look, if you want, I'll share the content, nothing from them. 
And the re reality is that in this quote unquote pro-vax, anti-vax movement, none, none of them have, they're frankly very ignorant people. They do not want to talk about this fundamental issue, which is everybody's immune system is different. Everyone has a unique system. That's why, you know, when I, as a part of our campaign, my goal is to educate people that your body is a system. You have a unique nature that's different than mine. And there's no way that you could impose top-down medicine, which is regu regulated medicine. You can't even make that safe, which is what Bobby Kennedy wants to do. That's his whole thing. Oh, I'm gonna make that safe. I'm gonna create more government regulation. You can't do it. He knows nothing about science. He's a lawyer. So the lawyers on one hand wanna impose it on you. The lawyers on the other hand wanna regulate it. It's never gonna get us to the solution because the body is such a complex system and everyone is unique. The only way to resolve this is that you have to decentralize medicine back to the edges, which means I have a relation with you as my, let's say nurse practitioner, we figure out what's right for me. They wanna do top-down vaccines, quote unquote safe vaccines, and they don't even wanna let us analyze what's in their vaccines. I mean, I've attempted to do that. They don't wanna do it because at the end of the day, the body's a very complex system. So the, the, the notion that you're gonna give everyone a set of vaccines and it's not gonna have effects on them is a depersonalized way to do medicine. And that's why what you're pointing out is the injuries will take place because it's not, look, the goal is to build immunity, right? You know what I'm saying? The goal is for you to be able to go in the world and be able to be among germs and we're all walking germ factories, okay? To be able to handle that. Well, how do you build immunity? Well, the way you build immunity is being exposed Okay, if you bring people up, like I've said over and over again, a, a child in a little you know, bubble all day and they don't see anything else, you're essentially hurting your child. So the way, it, what we need to do is boost immunity, boost immunity, boost immunity. Traditional systems of medicines knew how to do that. Traditional practices knew how to do that. Western medicine knows nothing about doing that. It does know nothing, frankly. And go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, when, when I heard of the first patient dying in a nursing home in Evergreen, Washington, I turned to my husband and I said, you know, I wonder, knowing that most residents of nursing or, you know, skilled nursing facilities or long-term care facilities, almost every one of them gets the um, seasonal flu shot. And seeing, seeing what's happening in New York with some of the mandated vaccines, I'm just wondering, and you won't hear this on any news program, what percentage of these people that have died with COVID, from COVID, with, from, actually had this year's um, flu shot, which perhaps had weakened their immune system? In, in yeah, it's, it's a good question. Look, what's going on in New York is it looks like Cuomo may try to run for president, okay? They're beefing up the numbers. There's so much corruption going on. I mean, we don't even, I mean, the, the numerator and the denominator, no, no one even knows, Okay. Um, everyone is being branded as COVID-19. Um, there's an incentive. I heard, I talked to a, a, a nurse here who works in a COVID-19 facility. She said they get $13,000. When someone tests positive, they get another $39,000 if the person dies from COVID. Okay. So there's a 50, yeah, there, well, yeah, there's a 50. I mean, I, I think the ventilator is even more. Okay. So you have a huge incentive. So if 20,000 people died, of COVID, let's say you're getting 50 to 100K probably, that's almost $2 billion, if my numbers are right. $20 million or $2 billion, you can work work it out, or 200 million, okay? 20,000 times, no, I'm sorry, I think it's, if you get $100,000 fully, right? I think that's what two to the, 
two to the fourth times to the, yeah, it's about a billion dollars, okay? $2 billion people are making off this. So they're making money. It makes a president look bad. It serves many, many people's interests. So we don't even know what these numbers are, but so there's massive amounts of corruption there. Then no one is talking about the immune, immune boosting stuff. Now people are f finally starting to talk about it, but they don't want to talk about this because what you just said, you take your vitamin D or your turmeric or your, these things can be done for pennies. They want to do remdesivir, which only hits a virus replication pathway, which is a thousand bucks a shot. So anyway, thank you for calling. I appreciate it. But let everyone know that we're running for you. We have to win in Massachusetts. We got to win here because, yeah, let everyone know. Um, tell everyone now to call, you know, to go to the volunteer site and sign up or email me at vashiva at vashiva.com. We'll make sure they get a lawn sign. We should have, if you know people in Ipswich, we can have that as a drop-off facility. But we're built, what's that, Michelle? Yeah, people should pledge to vote. We must win this election. A guy like me rarely runs for something like this. An inventor, a scientist, some bottoms up. It's always a Kennedy running, right? It's although uh, as though it's their Senate seat. Guys like me aren't supposed to run for office. So anyway, thank right, you. Well, I wish you the best. Thank Good you. Luck. I wish you too. Be well. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So we have someone from Barstow, California. How are you? This is Dr. Shiva. You're on. Oh, wow. Thank you for everything you're doing, Dr. Shiva. I really appreciate it. A lot of us uh, throughout all the United States and even around the world really appreciate that you're speaking out and really that you have the credentialing that's always been being held over, um, you know, anti-vaxxers head or the, the, the credentialing that's, you know, that we all know is bogus because we've all gone to the doctor and, and had the doctor give us a load of BS and we're like, you know, if this is truly, like when I, when I actually was living in California, it was the daycare workers that drank me. Uh, uh, because they told me that my unvaccinated children was putting all the vaccinated children at risk. Absolutely bogus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want, I can talk about that. Uh, hold on one second. Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Can you hold, please? Hold, please. Hello? Yes, can you hold, please? I'll have you on in two, one minute if you have to hold. Thank you. Yeah, so I think one of the important issues you're bringing up here is this. There is something called herd immunity. That's what you're talking about, right? Yes, and it's something that's it's constantly misunderstood and misrepresented. Uh, and, and eventually, it is tried, they're trying to use it as a tool against everyone. Yeah. So, um, so the issue is, if you really go back to the fundamentals of vaccination, we really need to think about building immunity. And so what we've gone is, you know, in traditional cultures, in China, in India, in Africa, when when an animal or something got a disease, I mean, I know this from our own village in India, if something got something, they actually uh, were very happy that came and you try to transmit that quickly so you could not stop work stoppages, right? So if a horse got something, you would have it sneeze in something and you would transfer it to other animals. And in fact, when you had chicken pox, people know this, you, you were very happy. You, you sent your kid to a chicken pox party or a measles party. But the notion was that was a way to quote unquote, I don't want to say vaccinate, but that was a quote unquote to immunize yourself. Instead of recognizing the value of natural immunity, they said, well, we're going to try to screw with nature. We're going to try to um, take a, a glimpse of how nature works. We're going to try to take a deadened version of that virus. And that wasn't working. So then they started adding all sorts of other garbage into these things called vaccines which essentially some people it was fine, 
but we don't even know, but people at varying levels of reaction to that, especially when you started putting 30, 40 vaccines, or at least in the CDC schedule, 30 different vaccines a kid may have to take by the time it's 18 and they're not tested. Now, in order to push this through, they created regulations, okay? Like you're bringing up. And again, this was brought to you by the lawyers and lobbyists. And the regulation was, we're gonna create something called herd immunity, which means in order, I, by, by the way, listen carefully, this is always to protect this, the oppressed minority. That's why the way they present it, so we all feel bad. In order to protect the small group of immunocompromised people, which we all care about, but it's always dramatized, we need to make sure the other 90X percent people get immunized to protect them. And that was a concept of herd immunity. And the way they built it was for different vaccines. They said for measles, first it was 70% of the public should get vaccinated to protect the immunocompromised. Then it went to 75, 80. Now it's up to 95%. Well, the, the bottom line is their vaccines actually don't work because you have to get booster shots. The other thing is that the entire concept of herd immunity, as it injures more and more people, you're going to create more and more immunocompromised people. So what's going to happen with that in the long-term prospect you're gonna basically take healthy people and tell them they need to be force vaccinated in order to protect the unhealthy people. But the entire model is not based on the traditional notion of herd immunity. It's based on a notion of a vaccine form of herd immunity, which doesn't even fit that paradigm anymore. But thank you for calling. Wow. So how many, what is the estimated amount of viruses in existence? What's that, how many viruses? <laughs> Well, we have 380 trillion viruses in our own body. Oh, wow. I was off by like 300 trillion there. But that's no, like no. So, so the idea is, I think there's about 200 vaccines in the pipeline. The goal of this entire model is that you, you scare people, you push mandated vaccines, and you create an amazing business opportunity for big pharma because their pharmaceutical drugs are failing. They're not working. So this is a, and then you have the people like the Kennedys coming in and they talk a good game. They're pro-vaccine. If you really listen to what he says, he's pro-vaccine and he's for government policies that ensure full vaccination. What that means is regulation. And that's really what tonight's talk is about. So on the one hand, one guy's trying to slap you from the right side of the head and the other guy's going to slap you from the left side of the head. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Shiva. Be well. Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. How are you? It's from Canada. Please go. Hey. Good to have you on. Yeah, hold on one second. Some hold, hold on, hold on one second. Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. I think you've been calling for a while, right? Yes, please tell me. Okay. Are you still? Are there? I'll make it brief because I don't know how many people want to talk to you. So. Um, I don't know if you remember me, but my name is Lori. Are we still? Lori, can you speak a little bit louder, please, so people can hear you? Uh, go ahead. Can you hear me better now? Yeah, go ahead. So I'll make it brief because I know there are other people who want to talk to you. Um, you're amazing. So, and I'll start off with that. And I'll say thank you now instead of later. So thank you. Very sweet of you. That, <laughs> you're someone that says that, you know, you eat right. You read, you consistently study, you're a 24-7 scientist. And I remember that in a previous video, you said that you're going to make a video of how to meditate. And so you're giving us the tools to eat and, you know, read and learn about these things. I was hoping to ask you, you know, 
for those people that want to meditate like you or to want to have that advice, because there's so many people out there that give the false information as we've been given throughout this whole country's time. Yeah, I mean, I could do a I could do a session on meditation. In fact, I can talk a little bit about it if you want now, right? Yeah. Um, so people have been asking me, look, um, again, I want to just let people know that one of the goals of health is for each person to stand up on their own two feet. And there are many, many tools that exist for people to stand up on their own two feet. We live in a world right now where two things are taking place, Lori. One is we have people who want to impose top-down medicine, regulated medicine top-down. And that's occurring from the left and the right. Provax, anti-vax, quote-unquote Provax. Pro, they, they don't talk about boosting the immune system, if you notice. It's about, okay, we want to vaccinate you or the quote-unquote people who talk the anti-vax game, like the Kennedys, who support Hillary Clinton, who support Joe Kennedy. It's always about trying to uh, regulate that process. But if you go back to the amazing powers of the human body, that human body has incredible powers. It itself is a pharmaceutical factory. The body has the ability to make all, it's, there's a whole field called psychoneuroimmunology. Psychoneuroimmunology, which has been around for many years and it recognizes that you can literally, your body can actually make some incredible chemicals. So the issue is how do you do that, right? Well, one of the ways you do that is, it's been shown over and over again, if you have social connections, if you have, friendships, your body will actually upregulate antivirals. It'll, it'll reduce inflammatories. I mean, this has been shown at the genetic level. One of the important parts of your body, you know, when I learned to meditate when I was around a 10-year-old kid, I was taught by my grandparents. And by the way, meditation is something that is many, many forms. Artists meditate, okay? When you're focused on something, sculptors, pottery people, if you're doing a welder's uh, meditate. Believe it or not, when you're doing something very intensive and you have to focus, there's various types of meditation. It doesn't mean you have to go be a little um, yoga Nazi, as I call them. Go to your, you know, talk all sorts of nonsense about karma. And by the way, you, you know, it's a narcissism. You go off to your yogi who's probably trying to take advantage of you or your guru. I mean, there's a whole racket, okay? You don't need to do any of that. The, the everyday working people who work actually meditate, believe it or not, okay? But meditation is ultimately observing oneself and seeing things as they are. So, it, and there's various forms of meditation um, and I can do a whole session on it because I've, I've I, you know, I was, as a kid at growing up, I, I basically got training from all the, probably some of the greatest teachers in the world. Um, but meditation involves the, the, Michelle, I need you to, this just went off. Sorry. Hold on one second. Um, meditation fu fundamentally involves, this went off. We're going to have to start it up again. I don't think this is plugged in, Michelle. Okay, one second. We, there. It's going to, when it comes back, we can start it up. So people on Instagram, please wait. But meditation ultimately involves um, a, a set of processes that actually turns on many different biomolecular reactions in your body. The problem is meditation has been made into some guru worship in the United States, and it's actually a very simple exercise. Um, one type of meditation is where you can learn how to build focus, which can be used for, let me start this up again. Can you hold it up, Michelle? Can you help us have any references? 
Yes, yeah. So, so uh, hold on one second. We're just starting up Instagram here. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so there are so many books written on meditation. You know what I may do? I may, in the mornings, people have suggested that I actually start doing something that I can actually help people on a regular way. So, if you guys are interested, I can actually do that in a very simple way. I can actually teach people certain meditation techniques if people want to do that. Um, each of these meditation. Yeah, each meditation technique, um, you need to find out what's appropriate for you because what's appropriate for you may not be appropriate for So, For example, there are certain meditation techniques that people who have depression should not be doing, okay? Not all, oh yeah, not all meditation is good. And this is something, there are certain, it's, it's like everyone thinks, oh, I, I do this one meditation form, right? So in traditional systems of medicine, again, it's one size does not fit all. Just like we can talk about vaccines, meditation is a medicine. All of these things are very powerful medicines. And uh, when you, sorry guys on Instagram. So, so the bottom line is, for example, that's why I created your body, your system. Not all yoga postures are good for everyone, okay? If you have hypertension, for example, you should not be doing headstands, okay? So in traditional systems of medicine, when your teacher worked with you, they would find the right foods for you, work with you. They would find the right exercises for you. When my grandmother observed you, right, she didn't give even yeah. two people who have diabetes or two people who have the same issue did not get the same treatment because everyone's unique. So, for example, people who have depression, I would not suggest, in my view, people should not be doing mantra meditation, which is just sit quietly and you repeat a word. Um, in the early days when Maharishi Mahesh Yogi was bringing, doing meditation, there were literally people, they don't want to talk about it, throwing themselves out of windows, committing suicide. Because if people are already depressed and you do certain meditation, which is seated meditation, you could actually turn on that depression even more, okay? Those kinds of people, in my view, should be doing what's called dynamic meditation. It could be meditation where you're, well, where you're doing music, okay? or you're doing bhajans, where you're doing singing, okay? Um, yes, so there are all different types of meditation. So it's not one size fits all. Remember, even the yoga postures, there's thousands of yoga postures, thousands of breathing exercises. These are medicines. So what's happened is, you know, you can take a pill, you can do this yoga posture, right? Any one of these things can affect your body. Now. When I created your body, your system, the idea was to teach people how you can understand the forces of transport, conversion, and storage. Because some meditations move things, transport, other things help your body convert, for example, digestive exercises, right? And other people's help you calm down and, and go into stillness. But if you're a person who's very depressed, what's that? Are you saying that meditation helps your digestion? What I'm saying is there are certain yoga postures, okay, in particular. Okay, the yoga, yoga is, so there's, when you look at the entire chakra system, I mean, it's the whole thing I, I could do. You have, you know, in the Indian system, we have seven different chakras, okay? These are actually energy centers. Each of those energy centers um, have different types of exercise forms that affect them. You know, if you wanna go to your root chakra, that was called the Kundalini system. If you wanna go to your crown chakra, which is your, that's a very different type of meditation versus if you want to look at your throat chakra, which is singing type meditations, there's heart meditation, okay? There's med so these different types of meditations were designed for different aspects. 
But ultimately, one of the most important types of yoga or meditation was called bhakti yoga, okay? Where it was devotional yoga. And I, I should probably, I mean, I in my systems health courses, I talk about this, but even yoga itself can become like pharmaceutical drugs to the extent people just reduce it. Oh, I do this form of meditation. Well, that form may only be good for you, okay? But to say that everyone should do that, okay? Everyone should do this. You start creating cults, okay? And that's what, what's that? You say you, you start creating cults? Cult, C-U-L-T-S, right? So, yeah, so what I'm saying is we have to have reverence for all of these things. Nature gives us amazing things. Um, if, for example, turmeric is a great herb, right? But some people, if you consume too much turmeric, will dr start drying their bodies. For example, if you're a pitta body type, or it's called a conversion body type, um, if you eat a lot of, for example, dry ginger or turmeric, over time, your body will dry itself out, okay? So everything has a positive and a negative, and it's the art and science of medicine is learning how to use these things and understanding the principles. That's why I created this tool called Your Body, Your System, that you can actually learn how these forces work within you. Someone said, this is why yoga classes creep me out. Yeah. So let me take another call because I got a bunch of other people. But thank you for your question. Pleasure. Thank you so much. Pleasure. All right. Yeah. Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. This, how are you? You're from Georgia, right? You're, you're live. Go ahead. Oh, oh yes. I got Yes, go ahead. Okay. Hi, Dr. Shiva. I just want to say thank you. Um, I'm 34, and I'm originally from West Africa, and we relocated here as a child. Great. Tell me. And, and I just want to say to everyone that's listening out there um, to really educate themselves, because I see a lot of things on the Internet going against this movement, and I want people to educate themselves and do good research. So when you encounter someone, you have proof, evidence, or you have um, a place to lead them to, to even, um, I would say, give them more belief in what we are actually standing up for. I don't think people understand what just happened. We lost a bit of freedom. And I don't think people are really understanding that part of what is going on. We are losing our freedom. And if you can't have freedom in America, where else can you have it? Yeah, you, you nailed it. I mean, you nailed it. You know, when, when this whole thing started, you know, when that tweet I put out, I said, part of, there's three things that this whole thing is about to suppress dissent, to crash economies, and to mandate vaccines. But the core of it was freedom. And, you know, our campaign for U.S. Senate the reason I think it's it's more than just a campaign for Senate. The reason people have been excited about it is because it, it gets to the issue that you're talking about. It's really about freedom. I mean, right in the logo, we say truth, freedom, and health. And without freedom, we're all screwed, frankly, because you can never get to truth. And without truth, you can't get to health. And without health, we can't have strong bodies to fight for freedom. And what they've done, what's happening is that we are essentially destroying people's health, and, and you have, I mean, a lot of people are smoking a lot of weed, okay? And I can talk about that, you know? And the big companies are getting into weed. And think about this. I'll do a whole thing on cannabis if you want. The modern THC is 25 times more stronger 
than the THC of 1960. And you have Marlboro, which has now gotten into the cannabis business. And they've taken through legalization, it's really regulation. Legalization, regulation. And that's what the liberal elites brought us. If you look at the if you look at the hedge fund companies that are supporting these, the guys like the clan around the Kennedys, they're the same people investing in big cannabis. Big cannabis, what it's doing to our children. I'm sorry, go ahead. You are you are so right. And I'm gonna say this to your audience as a person who used to smoke. And I say used to because I noticed something was different. Um, my heart, for some reason, the new strand they have out is affecting the heart. I don't know if anyone else has experienced that. I started to notice that my heart would start to race. And I started to do a process of elimination. You know, first I thought, oh, maybe it's this vitamin, it's this, but I noticed it was actually coming from my face. And I actually stopped smoking because of it. Yeah, you got to understand that these are medicines, okay? When, if you, so what's happened is these are very, you know, food is medicine so, and medicine is food. So when people start taking these things and they just think, oh, well, the big pharma, well, yeah, they make medicines, but so is pot. And the re reality is cannabis of today has been such engineered that the goal is to get young people hooked on it and they just need 15% heavy users. I'll do a whole talk on this. I, I think it's about time I talked about, it, but what's happened is we are creating men, you smoke a lot of weed, you cut off your testosterone, okay? You create environments where people don't wanna fight. And so, and sometimes I look at myself and other friends of mine, I feel like, like we're the last of the Mohicans. People say, why do you get so angry? Why are you getting so intense? Well, you're supposed to get angry. What do you mean you're not getting angry that our freedoms are being taken away? My thing is, where are you coming from when you are lost your passion to fight? And that is when a disaster takes place, when you have the rise and fall of great countries. We've created a world where- I'm sorry. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm saying we're creating, when the THC of today is so much more stronger, and, and the goal is when you have a company like Marlboro, the big cigarette company, which put $2.1 billion. So whenever you hear the word legalize, like I think this stuff should be decriminalized, but whenever you hear the word legalize, that is meaning regulation. And so that is why when you look at this vaccine thing, Bobby Kennedy wants quote unquote safe vaccines. You know what that is? Legalization, quote unquote. You see what I'm saying? That the government will be involved in your safety. The entire stuff should go away. That's what should happen. We need to get our freedom back. There's no compromise on this. The Democratic Party or the liberal elites, particularly with black people and minorities and poor people, they always come say how much they're going to come help us, like the missionaries, you know, top down. And um, one more thing to say, because I know you have a lot of callers. I just really want to say this to all the listeners. And you pretty much kind of said it already is the will to fight. And I think this is the, the prolonged years of putting fear into people. People are so afraid to die. We are going to reach a point, guys, if we do not start making changes now, we are going to reach a point where you have two choices. You either go along with it or you're going to die for it. So while we still have that middle ground right now, let's take advantage of it. 
this community, I feel like sometimes there's so much fear, you know, in us, and we have to go past that, you know. In order for change to come, things are going to have to happen, you know, and we have to be willing to step forward no matter what. You, We have to start mentally preparing for that because if we do not do those changes right now, we are going to only have two choices. You either going to go along with their plans or you die for, you die for, uh, exactly. And, and one of the things, what was your first name? My first name is Louina. Yeah, Louina, I'm going to take another call, but I think, look, the bottom line is this. The establishment has two wings. The obvious establishment, which just wants to crush you directly. Then it has another wing. It's called the not so obvious establishment, which wants to lull you into sleep and for you to give up your rights to them. And that's why I called up this, called out this guy, Kennedy, okay? Because he's part of the not-so-obvious establishment. And he doesn't want a guy like me coming bottoms up. And, and part of the thing is people need to understand that the people who will try to, you know, I've been getting a lot of emails saying, Shiva, are you getting security? Are you protecting yourself? The people who are the most dangerous people who will try to destroy someone like me or our movement are the Kennedys. And people need to understand this because I'm exposing the fact that they're part of the establishment, right? So they'll do character assassinations. So part of understanding this is people need to under, we need to get angry. We need to get upset, but we need to also understand who are our true leaders. Robbie Kennedy's not our leader. Okay. He voted for Hillary Clinton three times. He endorsed her and he came here or and for his nephew who's pro vaccine mandates and he raised money for him and, and, and he's a lawyer. He's a lawyer, he's a lawyer, he's a lawyer, and he's not bottoms up. And when I exposed him, you have trolls going out there trying to just, you know, he called me a vaccine maker, big lie. That's why we sued him. He said that I, you know, uh, have uh, get money from the Clintons. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's like Hitler type disinformation. So the real issue here is that we need to rise up, bottoms up, and we need to call out the really, really big scumbags like the Kennedys. And that's the only word I have for them because they do not want top down. They do not want, frankly, a guy like me or you being leaders of movements. It has to be top down. And that is what- yeah, win for you is a win for all of us. Exactly. Our winning, Shiva for Senate winning in Massachusetts is gonna be one of the biggest destructions to the deep state and a big, big win for truth, freedom and health. And everyone needs to get that all over the globe. Our winning, my winning, your winning is going to be centered on the 2020 election here in Massachusetts. Massachusetts is a center of the deep state. It's the epicenter. Remember Star Wars? I keep giving that analogy. When Luke goes and takes out one laser and he takes out that, that star, remember that? Massachusetts is that center point. So my winning here, our winning here, your winning here will be a win for everyone. We got to win here. And I'm telling the real enemy of the people are the Kennedys. I'm not talking about John Kennedy. I'm talking about the modern Kennedys who essentially make big lies up. And that's why I hit them so hard. It's easy to attack Fauci, which I have. It's easy to attack Gates, but they never talk about the Clintons. Have you noticed that? Never, ever attacks them. Never. So they think black people and minorities and poor people are stupid. And that by Joe Kennedy taking little pictures with going to a homeless place, that we're all going to buy it. 
They take advantage of black people. They're the racists. The liberal elites are the biggest racists. Anyway, thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Hello, it's Dr. Shiva. You're from Lancaster. Oops. Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. How are you? I'm from Pasadena, California. Hey, AJ, tell us, what do you got? Hey, listen, I just want to thank you so much. I think you're an amazing person. Uh, you, you've done so many great things. You're a great innovator. And I love to listen to your talks regarding vaccines and, uh, and everything you're discussing right now. Uh, my question is, uh, you're going up against people within the establishment that are very powerful, and they're trying to maintain power in whichever way they can. Um, do you feel that you're, you've got everything that you need to go up against such a uh, such a challenge? Uh, I think you're great, but uh, do you think that there's going to be any kind of pushback against you? Well, uh, you ask it. Oops, did I lose you? Are you still there? Oops, did I? Who is I? Hello, Dr. Shiva speaking. Oh, good. Hold on one second. I have someone else here that I just lost. One sec, because I don't want to. Hold on one second. I think I just had this one person. One sec. We're getting calls from everywhere. <laughs> Arkansas. Hello. Did I just lose you? Oh, hold on. Let me just answer this one question and I'll come back to you. Um, yeah. So the 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 question that is asked is you know can we handle the forces that are going to come against us look what we are doing here with shiva for senate with truth freedom and health is something that has not really occurred before it is truly a revolutionary movement bottoms up this is not a bogus bernie sanders movement it's not a bogus hello uh so this is truly a bottoms up movement and and the way that we're going to win is to always keep it bottoms up okay and always attack and expose the establishment left or right this is a bottoms up movement and the way that we're going to win is all of you starting to also become warriors digital warriors and also warriors in massachusetts anyone in massachusetts needs to support this campaign anyone outside of massachusetts needs to support this campaign and that's how we're going to win. It can't be me. It's not just me. I am purely a catalyst who was very fortunate to learn all this stuff. The real revolution, which it can occur and will occur, is when it's bottoms up, bottoms up, bottoms up. Okay? It's bottoms up. And some people are writing about Trump, et cetera. Look, what Trump did was he basically created an opportunity for someone like me to even want to enter electoral politics. So we have a good opportunity with someone like me running but it's time for all of us to get behind this campaign in Massachusetts. That's what we need. The campaign in Massachusetts. Hello, Dr. Shiva speaking. Did I get you back? Hold on one second. I'm, I'm just finishing up. Hold on one second. So I, I think the most important thing I want to bring up to people is this is truly a bottoms up campaign. Everyone in our campaign is bottoms up. We don't have you know, Kennedy's coming top down. We don't have consultants. Everyone is volunteers on, on this campaign. We don't have one paid volunteer, not one paid person on this campaign. I hope everyone understands that. Mm -hmm. Everyone on this campaign for Shiva for Senate is doing it because they want, they love this country. They love the principles of truth, freedom, and health. 
everyone. Do you want to say anything about that, Michelle? Well, come on of, over here. Lot, oh, yeah, no, I'll hold I'm it. not coming in. Though. Okay, <laughs> but but a lot of people, a lot of us are at work too. We work yeah, full exactly. time. A lot of us have families. I mean, we we have busy lives, and we and I just want to commend all of our volunteers for giving so much of their time for for the campaign and for the movement. Yeah, so it's a very important thing Michelle brings up. Everything we've done is bottoms up. It's working people in this campaign. We don't need to take pictures with workers. We are the workers. We are the workers. <laughs> this is a workers movement, bottoms up. And that's what everyone needs to understand. This is truly a bottoms up workers movement. Okay, let me take this one call. Hello, Dr. Shiva speaking, go ahead. This is Ken. I've called you before. I have a question for you. Yes, Ken, go ahead. Put it on. I don't know if you want to put it on there or not. But anyway, no, you're on. You're on. Everyone's live. Okay. We're fully transparent. Go ahead. Okay. Misdiagnosis of autoimmune diseases with bacteria in the helper cell of the T cell, which is a TH2 and a TH17. Are you going to be addressing that after you get in the Senate? Yeah, you know, you know what I should do. What you just said. A lot of people will go over people's heads. I can do a whole talk. If you want just on the immune system, you know, the TH1, TH2, the, that regulatory system, do you think that would be valuable? Oops, I think I lost you. Well, Ken, if you called, yes, I can talk about that and I'll do it. I'll do a conversation about that this week. Hello, Dr. Shiva speaking. How are you? I'm well, Dr. Shiva. My name's Tim Jordan. I'm calling from Alaska. And first, I'd wow, that's great to have you. I thought it was Arkansas. AK is Alaska. I forget. Sorry about that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's fine. Uh, I wanted to thank you, first of all, for email. I've made a career of uh, taking care of email servers for the last 20-plus years and uh, loved every minute of it. Uh, I wanted to ask about your letter to the president. And, sir, did you address any um, uh, steps for uh, precautions, not just addressing people that um, with uh, vitamins, but you know, I've been pumping the vitamins, but I'm still worried about going around my family that's not in the greatest health. Um, are you addressing that at all, sir? Yeah, so Ken, you're asking a great question. So Ken's talking about precaution and basically what are the things people can do, right? So in the letter that I wrote to the president, okay, we have a little bit of an angle issue. It's okay. In the letter that I wrote to the president, what I said was, if you looked at it, there was four tiers of people. <coughs> One tier of people were people who are the immunocompromised, right? Kenny, are you still there? I'm here. Yeah. The second set of people were people who are healthy. The other ones are people who are critically ill and the ones who were tested for COVID, right? So I, I did these four groups. I mean, you could create more. But the point was, from a precautionary step, the bottom line is the broad mass of people need to be able to learn how to boost their immune system, okay? Now that concept that I just said is not in the national healthcare model. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. I mean, if we can even get there, we're gonna have an incredible, it's, we're, gonna have a, we're gonna see a big step function, a major change. It's if people can understand, wait a minute, what am I doing to support my immune system? Now, that singular question will lead to many, many unique solutions, right? For the individual. One is, what am I putting into my diet, right? Am I eating the right things? They're gonna have to ask that question, which means now responsibility. Second thing is, what is in my environment? The water, the air, the food, right? Um, and then the other aspects of this, what can I do 
in terms of boosting the immune system, social connections, as I talked about. But I think that is really the injection that needs to take place, is the injection of knowledge and wisdom about that the boosting of the immune system is ultimately what supports prevention. So knock down the fear. We got to knock down the fear. We got to understand that there's 7.2 billion of us on this planet. We didn't get, we came here out of the entire milieu of viruses and bacteria. We're one, each of us is a walking virus factory. This entire thing is nonsense about scaring people about the whole germ theory. It's not, it's not a healthy way to live. It's anti-human. Yeah, Alaska is getting back to work, and I'm so happy to see kids are outside playing, people are outside working, and, you know, life is getting back to normal here in Alaska. That's great. Well, Let me know if you ever want to go fishing. Oh, yeah, I'd love to. What do you do out there? I'm an IT administrator. I own a small business in Soldotna, Alaska, and uh, we're right off the Kenai River. And, uh, you know, I help people all the time. So when... Well, do you get good salmon up there? So how much is a pound of salmon up there? Well, you just like down in the lower 48, you know, it's anywhere from 16 to 20 bucks a pound. But the nice thing is I live five minutes from the river. Oh, so you can actually go fish salmon? Oh, yeah. Last year I probably harvested about 20. That were about 10 pounds apiece. I'm just about done eating on it. Uh, and that was from last August to May. Wow. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, I've always wanted to get direct salmon shipped from there. So if you know anyone who does that, it'd be great. It's so expensive here. And I love, huh? I'd be happy to send you some. Well, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, email me. We should talk about it. Vashiva at vashiva.com. Because I think salmon, the fatty foods, the mackerel, those are some of the best foods for body. Absolutely. And when it's fresh, when it's fresh and you cook it up right away, it just melts in your mouth. It's a beautiful thing. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Send me all. Send me your information. Va Shiva at va Shiva I'd love to keep in touch with you. Thank you, sir. I think okay. Be a great Thank you. Be well. Yeah. Let everyone know that we got to win. Let people go to our. I'm, I'm going to just take a. If people just go to the website shivaforsenate.com, as I keep you know mentioning to people, this is our campaign, and I think people really need to understand that uh, everyone, we have to win in Massachusetts. When people go to support the campaign, I teach them about the body as a system. There's a book out there, support the campaign, donate to it. We got to win here. Thank you. Hello, Dr. Shiva speaking. Hello. Hello. All right, lost that person. Hello. Hello, Dr. Shiva speaking. Hello. Hmm. All right. Not sure what's going on. But anyway, everyone, um, I hope this has been helpful. Oops. Some, let's just take this one person. We'll take one more call. Hello, Dr. Shiva speaking. Paula, can you speak a little louder? I can't hear you. Oh, go ahead. Can, can you? Yeah, go ahead, Paula. How are you? Good. My levels for my my um, liver are bad right now. They're worried about a clot in my legs or my chest or my heart. There's been like mismanage of care back and forth. Hello? Yes, I'm right here. Yep. I'm sorry. Um, yes. Um, I have several autoimmune diseases, lupus, SLE. Um, I have um, 
well, initially diagnosed in the beginning with SMA syndrome, had GI surgery at Johns Hopkins for that. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. So, so what's your question? Um, and I'm sorry to hear about all that, by the way. The it's, yeah. Oppressed um, situation. Now, my rheumatologist is wanting to switch my Plaquenil, the standard of Plaquenil, to either injections or IV therapy, but he's worried about, I've had unknown bleeding that a primary doctor like let me down and everyone's upset because he didn't want to find the source of the bleeding or what was going on with that. And I have a lot of vascular reflux and all those things going on in the various sense of history with genetics, with my family background as well. Well, sorry to hear about that. I know a little bit about SMA many years ago. We had um, the, S I think it's a rare disease, right? We had, yeah, yeah. I know there's a, there's a nonprofit, I believe run by a family in New York. Yes. Yes. And they reached out to us and we were in some discussions with them about using Cytosol to really do the mathematical modeling of it. Um, but I do know about it, but sorry to hear about that. You know, I, I think there are a lot of good practitioners out there, but many of these things, you should probably take a look at the microbiome in the body um, because many of the autoimmune diseases, um, in, in, you know, when I speak about the immune system, if you notice, I've sp spoken about the microbiome, the adaptive, the interferon, but it's something that you may want to look at the microbiome of the body and look at some practitioners out there who may be able to help you with that. Because I'm trying to adjust my diet for more healthier, but I also want to know if there's things I'm putting in my body that might not, might be healthy, but not really for, you know. What, do you eat a lot of sugars? Um, not really. I used to when I was a teenager, mm -hmm. but not anymore. I don't really care for any kind of like chocolate or anything like that. Yeah. Like, maybe healthy chocolate, like uh, dark chocolate, but I really don't care for sweets like I did mm -hmm. anymore. Well, the two, the, the two things, I, I got to take another call. I got to take another call, but these are the two things that I can recommend to you to, for you to look at is to look at if you're, you know, stay away from these refined sugars. And the other thing is really start looking at things that support your microbiome, which is your gut bacteria. Okay. Yeah, that's where you should start with. Start start doing your homework on that. Thank you. Okay, be well. Bye-bye. Hello, Dr. Shiva speaking. Hi, who's this? Hi, Rob. Where are you from? Pennsylvania. Tell me, Rob. Hey, what do you think about the pandemic movie with Dr. Makovich? I don't know. What do you think about it? Well, 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 here's here's the thing, right? Um, I think in the midst of all this censorship and stuff, it's doing quite well on Amazon, and the forward to it comes from Robbie Kennedy. Okay. Oh, from the movie. Yeah, the forward to her book is from Robbie Kennedy, and you know, and uh, that's why I've been quite reticent on this because anything that he touches, you know, has a different agenda. So that's all I'm going to say. And and you should, people should go do their own research. But th thank you. Where what part? Where are you from? Uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. What part of Pennsylvania? Um, 
Okay, yeah, because there was that doctor, that research guy who got killed in Pittsburgh, right? So I, I just want to know what you thought about that. Hello, is this Canton, Massachusetts? Hold on. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, no, I was just curious how far you were away from that. What's that? I was curious how far you were away from Pittsburgh. Oh, I'm pretty far. Um, Pittsburgh's about uh, eight hours, I believe. Six hours. All right. Well, thank you very much. Be well. Hello, how are you? Are you in um, Canton? How are you? Is this Canton, Mass? I don't know. Okay, hold on one second. Who did I lose here? Let me bring on Canton. Someone here is from Canton. Well, what did you think? Hello? 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 Yes, are you from Canton, Massachusetts? Okay, tell me, how are you? Good to hear from you. Hello? Hello, you're live. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I'm fine. Thank you, Dallas, for um, coming on this medium to at least educate people about um, their health. Yeah, just speak a little bit louder, please. Yeah, um, I'm saying thank you very much for coming on to um, speak to people and talk to people about their health. Um, my concern has to do with two major issues as it relates to the COVID-19. Um, the first one has to do with people that is asymptomatic, right? Is there any way that those individuals can at least notice any kind of sign or something with themselves to tell that, yes, yeah, they have the virus? Uh, that's the first question. And the next question has to do with um, if someone has the virus, what is your own kind of recommendation that this person can start to follow at home? Yeah, so first of all, you're asking two questions. So he's asking an interesting question. How do you know you have this virus? And then what should you do to protect yourself, right? So, so first of all, what's interesting about the first part of this question is there's so much, um, there's not even a clear indication of when you have this virus, like observable things. I mean, it's sort of very nebulous. But the most important thing to realize is that Coronavirus is a class of flu viruses. And then there's the coronavirus, which is a novel coronavirus, which is the one that uh, causes acute respiratory failure, okay? And that's what the claim is that this is. But what I can tell you is that ultimately, you know, we're in a flu season. And, and uh, the entire, the entire, um, the entire uh, aspect here, whether this is this virus or another virus, is we gotta go back to this very fundamental principles. What do you do to boost the immune system? That's really the goal. So if we take away all the other noise, take away all the other BS that you hear on media, bring it down to something really, really simple. What can you do to boost the immune system? That's really the fundamental question. What can you do to boost the immune system? Does that help? Hello? Did we lose you? I think we lost him. But anyway, I think, to overcome the fear of this nonsense. And I call it nonsense because we're not focusing on the essence here, which is boosting the immune system. If people talked about boosting the immune system, we wouldn't even, we would come to a solution. We would overcome the fear. We'd be back working. We'd actually be helping everyone, including the immunocompromised. But that's not what we're talking about. 
We're talking about the virus. We're talking about a destruction of the economy. We're talking about suppressing dissent. Let me take this next call. I'll take one more call. Hello, Dr. Shiva speaking. Hello. Hello, Dr. Shiva speaking. Hey. Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. You're live. Hey, man. Hey, thank you so much for everything you're doing. I'm, uh, my name's Travis. I'm from Maryland. Hi, Travis. How are you? Pretty good. Um, so what can you tell us to do practically to win total blowout with these people? Like, what do we have to do specifically? Because we're, we're already hip. We know what's going on. We don't believe all the stuff that's going on. What do we need to do? Well, look, that, that's why I think the most important thing, which is what the title of today's talk was, we need to build a bottoms-up movement. And that bottoms-up movement needs to have a framework. Uh, and I hope you understand what I'm saying. What I mean a framework is meaning a framework for understanding how what should be the basis of such a movement, okay? So, and I think this is a good way to close tonight, is that the framework of that movement, in my view, has to be based on truth, freedom, and health. Do you follow what I'm saying, Travis? So you need to have a theoretical framework to build anything, right? Like if you're going to build a building, you need to have, you know, a building plans, right? If you're going to build a piece of software, you have to have an architecture. So what is a framework for building a revolutionary movement? And in my view, that, that framework is truth, freedom, and health. Now, underneath that, you can start looking at policies. So freedom means, for example, First Amendment, Second Amendment, right? The right for us to discourse, the right for us to debate, the right for us to determine what's right for us not top-down medicine, okay? That's sort of, so when you look at that, then you start saying, wait a minute, that guy's telling me this, there's no way we should be supporting that, okay? When some guy's saying, oh, we're gonna make safe vaccines and the government should be involved, that's where your, 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 your red flag should go up. You see what I'm saying? That means government involvement. The second thing is truth. Truth means how do we get to truth? Well, the only way to get to truth is if we have more, if we practice what's called the scientific method, not scientific consensus. Right now, big academia practices the scientific method. I mean, the scientific consensus. If, 20, if you have 100 people and 99 of them believe the sun goes around the earth, that's what they believe. You see what I'm saying? It's not based on science anymore. If 99% of them believe that CO2 is a pollutant, that's what it is. If 99% of them believe that I'm a vaccine maker, that's what it is. And that's what we have. We have a world where people are not using the scientific method, which is to actually use their own brains to figure out what it is and actually look at data. And so part of that, what I've said is we need to make all of the academic data always accessible on the internet, okay? So for example, if you fund research in Maryland, right? Some university, like say University of Maryland, right? Your tax dollars funded it for some scientific work. That data that they produce anytime they're doing the science should be made accessible to you so you could actually go use that data. Because what's happening now is scientists get funded with your and my tax dollars, they do research, they own the data, and then they manufacture whatever science they want. So the truth, freedom, and health is extremely important. And when it comes to health, we need to decentralize it. No one should be telling you and I what to put into our bodies, period, at all. And it shouldn't be quote unquote regulated in any way because that's where we get to disaster. So what I'm saying is the first step to answer your question is we need to have a framework and that's what my campaign in Massachusetts is about. It's giving a theoretical framework, truth, freedom, and health. And it has policies associated with it. 
everyone can take this framework and replicate it all across the country. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to take this other call. Thank you. Be well. Hello, Dr. Shiva speaking. Where are you calling from? Uh, Dr. Shiva, I'm calling from India. Oh, great to hear. What part of India? Uh, from Bangalore. Hold on one second, one second. Yep, go ahead. Okay, ask me a question. Go ahead. What's yeah. your name? Uh, I'm uh, Lieutenant Aran Murthy. Uh, I have interacted with you earlier, but I have a couple of questions. I'm very fascinated the way you have been bringing out about personalized precision medicine. That's the way to go. And the only uh, questions I need to ask you is, you say Tamil is the oldest language, whereas Sanskrit is the oldest. That's one where I disagree. Second, uh, you said British ruled India before 1947. It is Rothschild family who owned the three East India companies that ruled India. Those are the two corrections what I wanted to share with you. And also, you have been uh, using cytosol to clear a lot of doubts about the way vaccines are being manufactured. Now it can be uh, used to reduce the time taken. That's very uh, great, fantastic. Can we use that? As a, yeah, so, so, yeah, so let's start with the last one. Say that uh, nanogold uh, uh, colloids which are there in our A2 desi milk, those, that is the real uh, uh, value add if you can use that as a vaccine. Uh, what do you say about it? Can you what, what is the last piece? I didn't I didn't understand what you said the last piece. Can you repeat that? Our uh, traditional desi A2 cow uh, milk has got nano gold collides. And that is a real vaccine for uh, COVID-19. Can you check it out using Cytosol? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, so let's talk about it. Yeah, so let me first talk about Cytosol. So Cytosol, just to repeat to people joining, Cytosol is a technology that was really the fulfillment of something I wanted to do since I was a kid growing up in India. When I saw my grandmother mixing, my grandmother would mix all these different herbs, right? She would observe people's face, which was her diagnosis. Then she would figure out how to mix certain things together, okay? Well, that mixing process is an art form. So I always wanted to figure out what that was. So, you know, after how many ever years, I came back to MIT to do my PhD in 2003. And the goal was, could you create a technology which could mathematically model the molecular reactions of the human cell on the computer? For that matter, disease. So that took me about five, six years. I built that another five years to do a lot of research to prove what I had done worked. So we took on different people who would validate our mathematical models. But just to be clear, Cytosolve creates, has a, is a platform for creating mathematical models. That's what we do. So to answer your question, as long as we know, um, uh, what was your name again? Modi, is it? Oh, okay. So whatever, if we know what the components are and we know what indication we want to do, let's say we want to look at boosting the immune system, right? Or modulating it. Yeah, we could definitely do that. It's a cool project. You're talking about the Indian raw milk, right? When you get from the cow. Yeah, the Indian raw milk, A2 milk, uh, with the hump cow, that has got nanogold colloids. Oh, I didn't know that. Really? Well, yeah, the nano gold collects is being tested out in South Korea and other places, but it's really available in our Indian desi cows. You just, you know, our Indian belief system. You just uh, use the gomutra of the cow, and that is going to take care of all the diseases. That's how we believe in. So, no, yeah. So, 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 just to let people know. Well, yeah, I mean, if you have know what the chemical constituents are, we can definitely run it through. But look, 
COVID-19, just to be clear, okay, what is it? And we need to understand how the immune system works. The immune system, it's not the virus attacks your body, okay? This is a very, very... It's about the immunomodulation. So... What is clearly laid out in Captain Ajit Wadakal's blog is, this is a RNA virus which has been introduced and it mutates and it's very difficult to go behind it. So the only nanogold collides which are there in our uh, traditional cow has intelligence to go and attack it. So that's where I come from. Okay, well, why don't you send me an email to vashiva at vashiva.com and we should do a follow-up conversation. But I appreciate your calling. Thank you. Okay. Well, we can have a discussion about that because... Yeah, yeah, we can have a discussion about it. Yeah, so I probably would agree with the first one. Uh, on the Rothschilds and so on, but we should have a conversation. But I'll give you a couple of very good references on the other one. Sanskrit is actually Indo-European language. It's closer to German than Tamil is to Sanskrit, right? So we can have a longer conversation about that. It's not something we can do in two minutes. Wants to convey to you that is uh, going to rewrite history by talking about the real uh, deep state behind that is uh, Rothschild family and the role of uh, Danava dynasty, Kela Danava dynasty, and the Tias who ruled the entire planet that is King Virojana. Yeah, so why don't you send me an email and we'll talk about it, okay? Sure. Okay, thank you. Thank you for calling. Be thank well. You. Thank you, Bye. Hello, Dr. Shiva speaking. Yes. Hey, how's it going? My name is Jesse, man. Calling from Virginia. How are you? Good. Tell me, what do you have? Hey, man, you're a big inspiration, man. Um, I've been following you for a while, man. I've been following you on uh, Infowars for the past couple of years, man. You've been doing an awesome job, man. Big inspiration. Thank you. Hey, I just wanted to ask you, man. Um, I, I listen to all your stuff all the time. Been listening to you for a while. Like I said, since you came on Infowars back when you were running against Warren. What happened with you in uh, Infowars? I was watching the show, and then Alex came on, and then you ended up not going on, and I was like, oh, man, I hope there's no kind of conflict going no, on. No, we just had a scheduling issue on how we were going to schedule something, so we'll be doing a follow-up. I've just been very, very busy, but Alex is a great guy. I love him. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you get me riled up, man, but uh, that's all. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing what you do. Okay. Be well. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. I'm going to end for tonight. It's 1230. Um, but what I wanted to end with is um, everyone should understand that the campaign in Massachusetts, there is a fundamental, I just want to summarize, there is a real division here. And the division here is, are we going to have top-down people, whether it's the obvious or not so obvious establishment, or are we going to have bottoms up? Are we going to build the sensibility to understand from that framework what is a truth and what's a lie? Are we going to recognize that the lawyers who have been for far too long been running government, they need to get the hell out of the way and they do not stand for you and I. They're actually the parasite culture versus the people who produce stuff top bottoms up. That's what this election is about in Massachusetts. And in fact, it's one of the most important elections because what it's about is are we going to create health bottoms up? Are we going to allow people to take responsibility of what they put in their mouth, you know, how we fight for what's around us, clean air, clean water, clean food, or is it going to be top down? That's the fundamental division. So there is a division and we're not going to solve that 
there is, it's, it's sort of irreconcilable differences. You know, people get into relationships and they find out, well, you know, we have an irreconcilable difference. Well, there is an irreconcilable difference here. Are we going to have a government of the people bottoms up or is it going to be top down? That's someone's calling from Peru, I think. Hold on. Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Hello. Hello, where are you calling from? Hello. Yeah, where are you calling from? Okay, t share with us from Mexico. I'll take this one last call. Go ahead. Thank you, sir. What an awesome moment to follow truth, freedom, and health. That's the moment the world needs. For Mexico, it's not only Massachusetts. It's the whole global system needs a change. And you are the fire, sir. You are that which entitles Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. Very, very sweet of you. Very great to hear from you. Yeah, that's, let's unleash the fire. And Massachusetts is the center of the deep state. So we have to win here. So let everyone that you know, or if you don't know directly, someone else know we have to win here in Massachusetts. Thank you. Be well. So anyway, uh, it's a good call. But bottom line is, I want people to understand that it's the top-down regulatory framework or the bottoms-up innovation. And what that means is that we believe in you, you believe in yourself, that problems get solved by us as individuals solving problems bottoms-up. It's not top-down. And again, I repeat, from the time you got up today and you went to and you go to bed, you solved a whole bunch of things for you and your family or for yourself without the government getting involved. Now imagine, the government getting involved from the time you get up and you do, let's say, 30 different activities. Imagine the government being involved in every one of those activities, regulating that. That is what the establishment and the not so obvious establishment wants. And they do it in various ways. Okay, that's what they do. They do it in various, various ways of doing that. Some of it's direct, some of it's indirect. And the issue is this is where it's different between freedom and slavery. So I hope this has helped you. And part of the and part of it, when you start exposing that, people will attempt to do big lies, and that's why we need all of you to be digital warriors and expose this, because the bottom line is that 2020 is going to be an inflection point for the entire world at the local, national, and global level. And it's time that you get people that are one of you. That it's not about people coming top down. Let me see if there's any final things over here. Um, uh, information, not right. Yeah, re exactly. Innovation, innovation, not regulation. Excellent. Innovation, not regulation. Anyway, everyone, thank you very much. And I look forward tomorrow. I'll be doing a session from three to six. We'll be talking about a little, a lot, bunch of things and from nine to 11. And I hope to see you all there. But remember, we have to fight and we have to be the light. We have to fight for truth. And there are a lot of people who try to manipulate truth, thinking that they're lawyers, that they can manipulate it. No way. We're not going to let them do it anymore. Um, anyway, thank you, everyone. Be well. Thank you. Thank you, everyone.